0: Hello and welcome to this, the newest episode of Ian Prendergast, another sports podcast. I'm Sean Peterbudge and I'm joined as always by Fabian Guadagnolo.
1: Buonasera, <laughs> Gatsi.
0: You're resembling the Goodyear blimp tonight, Fabian. Very, very full of gas. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Can't produce on cue. <laughs> oh, if I did, Wee. trust me.
1: Might, it might be a little bit later. The later. last
0: one I genuinely turned around, I thought someone was opening the door. <laughs> so Fabian's here. Yeah. We'll see how he goes. Might have to dash off at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Things get a bit hairy. And uh, Tim Singlets Davis is here as always. Tim, we're getting pretty close to Singlets weather.
1: Oh, and how good is it, Sean?
0: Springtime. There was a day earlier in the week. Was It on the weekend. It was mid to high 20s.
1: Yes, there was one Thursday last week. I yeah, think it was maybe that was the one. And I
0: thought Tim would just be hanging out <laughs> for the sun on his shoulder blades. The
1: air conditioner was on at home. It was probably going a little bit early, but it wasn't quite ready for the singlets. He but, was pressing, uh, it, he was pressing it, his singlets. It, it's, it's coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did we get up to in this past week? Before we kick things off formally, did, anything do, did anyone do anything of note? It's worth sharing. I
1: continued to construct Oh Jesus! the... Uh, The DeLorean?
0: You sent me a picture of Kelly's DeLorean. Shout out to Kelly. Yep. And. Good effort. I'm all about honesty. You know that. All about honesty. And I'm not here to blow smoke up people's you know what's.
2: Yeah.
1: Especially when it's it's all coming out tonight.
0: Not here to piss down people's backs. You know, I think that says it all.
2: Yeah.
1: I reckon it's a fantastic effort given the time. I think
0: it's a fair effort.
1: Allocated to it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in comparison to mine. Mm hmm. So, if it's time for output, on the scale of time versus output, she's well ahead of me. Okay. Well ahead of me.
0: Oh, I'm not sure I agree with that. But, you know, yours is coming along, night. You put the gullwing doors in a saw?
1: No, I put a gullwing door.
0: A gullwing door. <laughs> That's how long it took. <laughs> so, shave shaved the zzz. No yeah. doors. I'm
1: actually thinking about not even putting a gullwing door on the other side. It was just is it too much hassle. Too
0: much hassle. Can you? I thought about when you saw it. So, you lift the door up. Yep. Are you going to cut a, cut away the inside part of that? Because at the moment it closes fully onto an existing panel. Yeah. Would you not just cut the inside panel out so it's like an actual door?
1: No. Structural integrity. Okay. If you're going to do it, do it right.
0: Yeah, I'm just getting the feeling if you're going to do it, do it half-assed.
1: <laughs> Eventually. So what's the ETA? That wasn't ETA? a wham song.
0: As the ETA... <laughs>
1: We've got until the thirty first of October. Um, well, as we I, said I, last week, we'll use every minute. So I want I want to have it painted, painted and
0: decaled Theoretically, this weekend. you leave the boys leave the house for their trick or treat at five thirty. Uh, maybe even a little bit earlier. Yeah. Five o'clock, we'll say. Yeah. So I reckon you're going to be in there working away till quarter to five.
1: Nah, it's it's got to be it's got to be finished,
0: final spit and polish. I reckon this is going to the wire. I want to finish seven days out. This is trade. Nah, this is trade week. It's all going to come to a head yeah, in the last you're ten. You're
1: Adrian Dodoro of DeLoreans.
0: Yeah, you're fooling yourself. Or you think you're getting it done a week nah. ahead of time. Nah. Fooling yourself. Kidding nah. yourself.
1: No, nah. nah. it'll be ninety five percent complete this weekend.
0: Wowzers. I, what, what 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 percentage is it at the moment? I reckon it's at about forty at the moment. You're probably right. So you're gonna whack five forty. You're gonna whack down fifty five percent of the total job yep. this week. You and yep. I both know why are you lying?
1: I'm not lying. It's it's I've been working I meant, every night. Why are you lying to yourself? That's why we need a tight forty five tonight. Or <laughs> <Well>, we better <laughs> you move on. What did you it. get up to, Timbo? Oh, I found myself at the races at Flemington on the weekend.
0: Another junket, another No,
1: no, 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 it's just me. I actually went on my own. You but, in the birdcage? Um, no, I did not get into the birdcage. Birdcage is rubbing open shoulders. This time of year. Uh, no, just I was up in the hill stand. I sat on my
0: own. Don't know where um, that is.
1: Doesn't matter. Um, Which track we were? Flemington. Yep. And uh, it was Turnbull Stakes Day, as you know, Fabian, yep. as you mentioned last week. Guest last um, week. And it's always, it's it's the entree to the spring carnival. You always, you learn something, really it's spring, learn something. It's the spring rolls of the spring carnival. No, no, no. You learn, like the, the real form starts bubbling to the surface. Uh, a smart man once said on Turnbull Stakes Day, you see... The Melbourne Cup winner. Okay, doesn't matter where. Like, and and now that there's a lot more internationals that are running, it probably carries less gravitas than it used to.
0: At the track, or like just in passing, or,
1: or interstate, yeah, or okay. interstate. But um, we did see a horse run, and it won one of the distance races on Saturday, and it automatically qualifies for the Melbourne Cup. And its name is Surprise Baby, and Surprise Baby won. Really well, actually. Like like a good say, had won the Adelaide Cup earlier this year. Prestigious. Uh, It's Sire is shocking, who's a former winner of the Melbourne Cup. Yep. Um, And because it's a homebred, there's going to be a lot of Australians that are very much behind Surprise Baby this year, hoping to see a local horse
0: knock off the uh, international Raiders. Why do we care? Why do we care? It's the Melbourne Cup. But it's just like that argument where, you know, Victorian teams get behind the Victorian fans, get behind the Tigers. Why do I give a shit? Oh, no, true. But, look... It, especially when expansion actually only adds to the... I like Cup Day. ...the legend. Cup Day's fun. No, it is. Yeah, it's a fun day. Well. Yeah. But when expansion of the Cup only adds to the legend of the Cup, when yeah. you've got trainers and horses coming from everywhere to try to win
1: it... Yeah, but I look at Lloyd and Nick Williams, and they pretty much run their racing campaign at a loss by buying and acquiring acquiring horses from overseas training them in an attempt to win it because it's their hobby and they've got so much money that they can do it and they sit there and go yay we won it again and you sit there and you're going you know what I, I find it hard to be excited for you whereas if a local trainer a local breeder breeds his own horse takes it to um, you know local trainer whoever it is and actually escapes me off the top of my head who trains Darren surprise Weir. baby will probably come to me or are <laughs> not weary anymore he's been in the news um, today
0: sparky Sparky
1: um, but um but, yeah, no, I, I would just like to see the local story get up and, and have some success. You were the, I agree I'm with I'm not saying it'll right? win it, but there'll be a lot of people behind this. I agree What's it called? Don't call surprise, me baby. baby. Oh, surprise, baby. Which I reckon is a ripping name too, and I think the crowd will just take to that as well.
0: Before we move on to my shout out, I just love, if we can just reverse over Darren Weir's career just momentarily. Um I loved how he was trying to pass off the jiggers in his be- his <laughs> bedroom as... Is- they were mine. I was using them. <laughs> <laughs> it was not on the horses. <laughs> the people just going... Just on the misses, Just on the missus and myself. That's yeah. what we do. It gets we me up. Used to,
1: we used to get... <laughs> Who's we? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, me and like, the mates when we were younger, oh, no. we used to get the... Out of the heaters. Out of the heaters, yeah. we used to get the, the ignition switch. Yeah. And just go around and shock, shock each other.
0: Oh, delightful. Yeah. Make you feel special or...
1: Well, it wasn't good when you forgot to put it back in. That's true, and it didn't work.
0: My yeah. shout out—you may recall a couple of weeks ago—I um, mentioned that uh, I'd been the victim of a brutal hit and run out in the in the west. Oh yes, yes, you remember that Timbo? Yeah, I forgot I was about that. Sitting at the lights on the slip lane, waiting to go into the. Do
1: you think you were collateral damage in what was a, a more extensive? Kind of getaway, or Not at was it all. just no? The just guy a fool. just no.
0: The fool just didn't want to sit behind me at the lights and decided to run a red, go around me, run a red to save himself. Well,
1: it didn't really go around you, literally, ten, ten was, seconds, literally
0: no. ten seconds, um, and he he nicked me and then drove off like a coward Doesn't it sound like something that would happen in Caroline Springs, <laughs> really. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just renegade fucking de- 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 degenerates driving around there. It's craziness. Um, but anyway,
1: but is it safe to go to a letterbox? No, in Caroline Springs.
0: No, no. Okay. Especially not with parcels okay. But um, anyway My shout out is to Maguire's Scratch X 2.0 Which I, I got on the weekend mm.
1: who, who applied it? Me Okay
0: It just buffed right out
1: Buffed bag It was
0: amazing It was amazing <laughs> it Genuinely you put the little applicator on And this was like a substantial-ish You know scuff Yeah I saw it You're like Jesus Christ Literally just disappeared it Literally like disappeared Like it never happened Yeah it look fantastic Well done and I just thought, shout out to one of those products. You see them all the time on the you know, the news and advertise, particularly during sporting events. Wanting idiots to, you know, the tack glasses. Remember those? Yep. The, you, know, you, you put them on and it increases the line of sight and the quality of your vision and you're like, bullshit. But you buy them and you're like, these are terrible.
1: Placebo effect. Spot
0: on. This stuff. Advertise. It'll do this. It'll do that. I thought, yeah, I'll right, we'll give it a go. And it did it. <laughs> it did it. <laughs>
1: Normal. <Phenomenal. Some> genuine <laughs> Not cheap quality. though, Maguire's. Maguire's uh, isn't. I
0: uh, think it was like. Twenty bucks, maybe. Hmm. It wasn't like exorbitant, but I mean, if you bought it and it didn't work, you'd be going. You
1: sent me some photos of Keithy doing some high pressure hose work.
0: Yeah, no, we he helped out. It was a team effort. We washed the car. The car was a disgrace, (laughs) and we washed it and it looked terrific.
1: So it's gone from gunmetal poo brown to back to. It went from a
0: very very dull like grey to like Black. black. To look look good. Love it. good.
1: Love it. I've got another shout-out, just quickly. I've, I've come into the episode with no shout-outs, but this always happens. I've been forced in twenty nineteen especially to watch a whole lot of wrestling.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I don't watch it. I'm kind of like a second hand it's like secondhand smoke. Like it's, it's just there. It's in your lungs. All right? Passive wrestling. You, you, you just can't avoid it. So but Saturday night we sat down and watched the kick off to the new Smackdown Live. because Is it on Fox? It's gone to Fox. Yeah. So they've poured a shitload amount of money into it. And big new production, new set, new everything.
0: It's a bit of a throwback to the old days where they used to have the syndicated show and it was like, I think it was called Saturday Night's Main Event and it would run on NBC or whatever. And it runs it doesn't run at like 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. It's like a watch it and then go out or it's early enough for kids to watch it. Yep. It's on at like 6, 6.30. It's a good so. idea.
1: Um, The Rock opens the show. Now, what they did, it was awesome. And I, I like, for the first time, I, I've sat down and actually thought I was actually quite excited to watch it, which is great because you, I'm getting forced to go to the wrestling next week. I didn't force you to go. Oh, you and Kelly forced me I to I didn't go.
0: force you to do anything. You came to me and said, do you want to go to the wrestling? And I, I said, like, you whatever. better come to the wrestling. I was like, yeah, okay.
1: Um, but, sure. You're gonna love this. They showed an old bit of old footage of Becky Lynch in her old image.
0: Yep, she was she, almost like steampunk.
1: She had like the the goggles.
0: Yeah, Doc Brown goggles.
1: Do you recall the self-portrait? Yeah. What's Kelly wearing in the self-portrait? Oh no.
0: welders goggles.
1: She's it's, head it's, of it's,
0: it's like it's come to fruition. She's come back from the future.
1: So it now that that bit of work now sitting alongside the buff Bagwell. Mm. It, it's themed. Are you like buff? Absolutely. No, I'm nothing like buff.
0: <laughs> He just wears the chokers yeah.
1: I've got one more shout out Oh yeah. Jesus Well actually not My other one wasn't a shout out It was just What did I do on the weekend That's true But my shout out From yesterday Thoroughly enjoyed Being able to watch My San Francisco 49ers Take some credibility From the NFL save it and for- save and, it. And, Save it And we found and Save us The NFL found a footballer too Nick Bosa showed the NFL how good he is going he to be. He was the number two fucking draft pick. It was his fourth game of the NFL. It. it was his fourth game of NFL. Oh, yeah, and well, he was oh, coming geez, off... He was a player. We didn't hear of him. Mate, he, he was, was the, coming off a high ankle sprain. He, he, he hadn't made an impact yet. He this, made he made is, an impact This yesterday. is the new... It in, made an its impact. Do you remember when osteitis pubis, everyone mm-hmm. had it? Yep. Yeah. High ankle sprain is they, the new. Toe and high ankle sprain have been around for 10 years. I do how they get the
0: high ankle sprain. The boots are so high. The cleats that the Americans wear. them. Probably like why baske- they are injured a, bl- a little bit like higher. They're like basketball yeah. shoes. Yep. It's weird.
1: It is. It and is. they're actually rocking the Jordan 1 type. They're similar style. to that, are Do you know if
0: they tape their ankles?
1: In those boots, I wouldn't think they would. Because some, some people tape their ankle on over top, the boot. Over it's the boot, ridiculous. too. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I they kind of look like kiss. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like you feel in the like, mid seventies, you
0: feel like going, just tape your ankle up. <laughs> the,
1: the only way I can get an ankle injury is if my foot comes clean off. <laughs> they don't like to take their shoes off. Someone made this observation, delving into the, the realms that we don't usually delve into, but. In the adult film industry oh, fuck. If you watch The typical African American performer They've always got shoes on Which Someone remarked It's weird Because to get to that state You
0: have to take your pants like, off You've had to have taken
1: everything <laughs> off And then you've, you've Like You've made a conscious decision To put the shoes Back on Well they're
0: often in Like kitchens Tiled areas Bathrooms <laughs> So maybe they're just worried About grip
1: so, There's some domestic I'm thinking there trad- might be Something in this they, they get to the strapper's table And yeah. like I ain't taking them off <laughs> <laughs> you can have the strap on top of him. Your so. job, but the only other thing I wanted to say about the Niners is in a game where they were. What <laughs> are you now. now listening, when in their seek, search for credibility, their is there very, an
2: NFL segment tonight? Oh, their
1: very know. first offensive play. Mate,
0: we're going to talk about the NFL later. You're going to jerk yourself That's off my about it. Then.
1: Matt Breida's 83 touchdown yeah. rush, first offensive play of the game. Well, if that, can that doesn't happen. set the tone for your day and show that. They're around and going to make people uncomfortable. Did that, Devin that Hester return the first kick of a Super Bowl for a touchdown? Yeah, apparently I hadn't yeah. quite pulled up at Cam's place after picking yeah. up the yeah. ice at his w- joint. What so. happened to the Chicago Bears after that play? Hey, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> Good start though.
1: Niners one thirty one three. So the uh... Sean uh, Tim, we have we have a segment. Let's go. All right. So.
0: NFL segment, and then lastly, um, we're going to sort of uh, quickly go through this one because I know Fabian, I, I extended the invite to you. Yeah, like, I declined like, it. Like you politely. did decline it but uh, like a lot of people uh, went to see uh, Joker late last week and um like i say a lot of people because its box office performance has been um, extraordinary for a a film of its type its marketing i know it's got the it's whole it's bubble gum popcorn thing i know type it's got clip. the whole batman dc brand behind it but it's it's particularly in america it's set records for biggest october opening biggest you know r rated opening etc so its box office performance is so on my scale it's unbelievable relevant. Oh, it just performed well and truly above expectation. It made more money than Spider-Man Far From Home did on its opening. Far From Home opened earlier in the week. It didn't open across a three-day weekend. It's a little bit different, but you sit there going, the raw number was extraordinary. And um, It's a bit disappointing neither of you have seen the film, only because it makes talking about it tough. But, wow. I don't even know if I liked it. It's probably the most unnerving experience I've had in a mainstream you see the little off-Broadway films that are deliberately Darren Aronofsky made a film a couple years ago called Mother which is indie kind of film and those films can tend to take more risks and be a bit like what the hell is this and when you watch it you go shit Jesus what is this but for a major mainstream film like this it's one of the riskiest films made in a very very long time it's it just will, because what it del- delves it into it will polarize people people will leave the film not necessarily thinking that was amazing i love it or wow, i've
1: read was, people have been walking out of cinemas oh wow
0: that was terrible i hate it but just thinking i actually don't really know how to digest that
1: and is that because of the movie and the way that they present it or is that Joaquin Phoenix's performance
0: well a little bit of both i think from a from a production point it is phenomenal people mm. draw the comparisons a bit lazy, they talk about king of comedy and taxi driver and scorsese which deliberately the way it was posited that this is um, inspired by but it looks like that it's very grimy it's very gritty it's late 70s early 80s It looks phenomenal the score is phenomenal Joaquin Phoenix I don't want to say he'll win an Oscar I think he will be nominated Yep. it uh, just depends what comes between now and award season if something comes to knock him off yep. um, his performance so at, is he
1: clubhouse leader at least
0: I think he would be yeah and only because people immediately want to go to well who's the best joker like, where is he? Is he better than Ledger? And it's a really tough conversation to have because they played very different characters. I explained to Fabian, or I had a chat with Fabian after seeing the film that one of the strengths of Ledger's Joker is that he's not the protagonist. Yeah. So he flashes in and out of the film and when he's on screen, he's unmissable. Yes, And he's so
1: incredibly complex. And you, and you
0: want him to be on yeah. screen, but when he's off screen, you sit there going, you're almost going, when's he on next? Yeah. Or how's yeah. he going to figure next? And Nicholson was a bit like that. He was in more of the film than Ledger, but Joaquin carries the movie. Yeah, he's sure. in pretty much every scene, and if his performance doesn't work, the film doesn't work. So he's kind of carrying the film on his back, whereas the other guys have kind of had the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They kind of had the luxury of, like you said, complimenting yep. the protagonist, Everything and they flash that in yep. that makes them more memorable, whereas this guy's in your face, yep. and you're watching his descent to becoming this character. And he
1: has always been a phenomenal actor. And oh, have it, you
0: seen The Master? No, I have not. So he did the film a couple of years ago called The Master, which is a very different performance, but very similar. You're just jaw-dropping. Yeah. Is
1: this the one where it was someone cut it up yeah, as a trailer? Yeah, he thought it was
0: The Joker. Yeah, Fabian goes, have you seen this new trailer for The Joker? And he showed me, I said, that's The Master that someone's just recut." <laughs> <laughs> and hey, he goes, oh. add, add me full. And then Fabian goes, oh, it looks good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so do we go out and see it? Because I'm keen.
0: Yeah, look, I think it's it's one of those things where like, People in the cinema in front of me, there are a couple of um, sort of elderly people and there were some audible gasps at different points of the film and you're sort of sitting there going, look, I I knew what I was in for. Yeah. I think a large segment of the audience probably don't. Yes. They probably see Joker. They probably see, like I said, Batman brand, DC brand and they probably think...
1: This would be a bit of fun. A
0: bit of fun that ties into a broader... No, 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 it doesn't. It's yeah. its own standalone thing. Um, I think it's absolutely worth checking out. Okay. If only... To participate in a conversation about it.
1: righty. Sean, all clear. Give us a go, give us a score. All clear.
0: And then it's very tough. Like oh, to be honest well. with you, it's hard. I think. See, Joaquin Phoenix's performance. <laughs> score review. <yeah>. Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix's performance is five goals, and Ooh. I I enjoyed the film, but I think it's Easy. it's absolutely film Joaquin outscored
1: again. GWS by five points.
0: <laughs> my look, my instinct is, my instinct four goals one. Shit. So. But that could drop, that could drop. I could see it again and it could not resonate. Because the strength of the film, and people who have seen it will will attest to this, and it's very difficult to describe to people who haven't, it has some of the most tense moments in a film I've, I can recall, where you're sitting in the in the theatre and there's this audible, there's this feeling of dread yep. as to what I think is going to happen. And a couple of times they very cleverly double bluff you and and sort of skew it and go, oh, it's a surprise. And then other times the dread of, I know what's going to happen mm. here and the moment coming, and when it comes, like it's a punch in the guts or whatever. And But
1: that's what a film, a good film, does.
0: Oh, absolutely. And look, there are a couple of scenes where, like I said, it does it and it hits you and you just go, oh, wow.
1: He's putting himself up there as one of the actors of his (laughs) his generation. I just love it, and
0: I want to give him a a shout-out. I love that he put himself in the position to take on a role that's, Jesus, it's a thankless task. You look at Jared Leto, did you see Suicide Squad?
1: I tried to. He wasn't
0: he wasn't terrible. He wasn't awful. The film wasn't the film was probably awful mm. and didn't utilize him and serve his character. His performance wasn't like wasn't horrible, but in a bad movie, he copped more flack than he ought to have. And he's almost the first guy through the wall always gets bloody. He's the first guy after Ledger even though this is only 18 months later. There's a bit more air between, you know, generations and iterations, but like it's such a thankless task to take on a role that you're going to be automatically compared to one of the great roles in modern cinema and one of the great actors in Nicholson in modern cinema. And he's done it and he's made it his own. He's cast himself against those guys comfortably. Mm -hmm. Some people will have him number one. I think the vast majority of people will probably have him number two. But everyone will have him in the top sort of couple of, of guys to have done the role at some level or another. So it's absolutely worth going along and having a look at, just right. if, if to take part in a broader conversation. Now you got about me intrigued. It. I could be interested to see it again if you want to go. At four some point. four
1: one is worth worth a watch.
0: Four one's worth, and like I said, like this could easily, I could see it again and go everything I loved about it's um, exemplified, or I could see it and go, oh, yeah, no, I'm not sure if I on a second watch if it actually gets me like it did the first time. Yep, but. I mean, in closing, some films are like that. There Will Be Blood's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen, but I can't really watch it again. Yep. Because you sit there and you go, yeah, it's brilliant, but it's not rewatchable. That's yet. what
1: I found with um, Star is Born. Yeah. I knew the original. I had seen once, the original. Once is enough. And yeah, it's different angles of certain things, but the the plot, everything is the mm. same. And once you know certain parts, what's well, it's like seven. Seven's never the same on the second, third, fourth, fifth watch, no. I hadn't seen the original Star Is Born, so when I watched Bradley Cooper's version, I was, yeah, I, I was had me. Oh, Brad, t- Bradley it was Cooper was better than Chris Christopherson. Don't get me wrong, but yep. if you know what is what happens What's and coming, we don't want to give anything away. Then it's less that that heightened anticipation of. Oh, don't, I don't.
0: I think uh, during Titanic, Tim don't was him. overheard saying, "What the Tim- fuck do you mean the ship's going to sink?" <laughs>
1: I reckon they'll make it You turn, you turn to Elise and said oh, no, They've got enough boats don't they? I
0: reckon these two young guys Are going to make it They're yeah. going to land reckon They're going to have a good life Do you know what together
1: Tim, Tim looked at Elise and said That door's big enough for two people
0: I goes, Yeah I reckon <laughs> That ship will be there They'll pick it Could she have coming. fucking moved over no, A little it bit it killed, They would have put it off balance Could have tried Yeah Have you ever tried He's in the ocean He's trying to lift himself Onto a door It's very hard.
2: Well,
1: she's got to move over enough to give him space so that they can offset the weight, get him on, and then they can Speaking of offsetting the
0: weight, Tim, different kind of weight. AFL Trade Week got underway. It's about five days too long. It's been a bit of a wait so far, Um, hasn't it? We're going to kick off into that. Obviously, the big one, the first major domino to fall happened this afternoon. Tim Kelly making his way to the Eagles, as everyone thought he would. You were obviously engaged in a spirited discussion on Twitter overnight, uh, Timbo, which you... Hauled me into <laughs> for some reason. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why I was a player in this chat at the moment. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's probably fair freight.
1: I think so. I think yeah. it's probably it's, about right. To use to use Tim's beloved system, it's about three thousand points, or just over three. So, it's pick one. It's pick one.
0: Yeah, it's about right. So yeah. pick
1: one for a young-ish or still young. Yep. Ready to go. Top. 10 midfielder in the competition.
0: Well, Tim made the excellent point where so, he said the investment was pick 23. Yes. And whilst, you know, you can never bargain for getting a player of Tim Kelly's quality and output at pick 23 in isolation, what they end up getting for him is 14, what will probably be around about that again, 14, 15, 16 next year. Yep.
1: Well, West Coast will be th- hoping it's 19. Well,
0: 23, you know, this year. So they get a bounty of picks that I think satisfy Geelong, satisfy the Eagles, and they've paid, I think, you know, I've got them ahead of Richmond. Um, Early doors.
1: That midfield is pretty good. It is. It's pretty good. Richmond did win the premiership by 15 goals. Yeah. Timbo. They they, they played a team who just did not know what to do on the day. Yeah, but if you look at Richmond's second half of the season and what they did, if they put two of them together back-to-back, like they're hard to beat. Yeah. They're going to play a grand final on the MCG. I like like West Coast midfield. I love West Coast defence.
0: Well, Richmond won the premiership. We said this. Richmond won the premiership. I worry about JK. That's the only issue I have with West Coast. When Hawthorne knocked West Coast off, Richmond won the flag. Probably, Because it put Richmond into the four. It removed a home preliminary final from West Coast destiny. Yep. And it just completely realigned the season. Made it real hard. can, if they can win their games at home. With Tim
1: Kelly, I don't think West Coast missed a four now.
0: But like you said, goals is an issue potentially.
1: I think J.K. could have. Well, he, he looks. He, he look. He's looking old. Yeah, didn't look too good. But so
0: goals becomes an issue for them. Midfield clearly is not an issue. Um, and neither is defense. Well, even then you sit there. Salary cap starting become an issue for these people. But you sit there and you go, Even in defense at, for the Eagles, um, you know Barass was uncharacteristically clumsy late in the year and in a few very high profile. You went, geez, we haven't seen that before. Yep. And even McGovern maybe was just a bit sore. He yep. Was just a little bit, you know, banged up. He plays
1: pretty physical for
0: Absolutely, you know, Brad Shepherd's similar to Barass. Didn't make the gaffes, but you sort of went. went this isn't your best footy. You're better than this. Can he finished top three and they best and fairest. No, absolutely, become the tail end of the season. Yeah, sort okay. of went, when they he were needed to be. They were just point. showing signs of being a little bit banged up, and maybe yep. that's the toll of a couple of long campaigns. But yep. look, they they're always if they're a competitive side, you chuck that interstate tax on top of them. You know, they're going to win ten, eleven, twelve games at home. They're going to win four or five games on the road. So you're, going, you're, you're breaking even at about 15 wins.
2: Yeah.
0: And then you pinch a couple more in your top four and then it becomes sort of potentially straightforward from there. Yeah. How does their cap look? Well, I've got no idea. I'm not pretty, maybe. No, I'm saying but they've got... Well, Kelly's signed for six what, on big Five money. genuine Gaffer graders we'll
1: Nick Nat... He's on a big contract. Candy's on a big contract. Gaff. Kelly's on a big contract. But Gaff's G- on a huge contract. McGovern's on a big contract. big contract.
0: So that you would think that, like a lot of those teams at the pointy end, they've got big dollars committed to few names.
1: Do do they have to shed one? Is I mean, there's been this nagging little rumor Don't going even around. not say that, it, Timbo. Well, no, they're just saying that the Gaff Gaff may Gaff may have a clause. A trigger clause in his contract, which if he left, geez, I hope he'd get to North because it was North that was prepared to pay. That's the unreal, monstrous unbelievably
0: dollars. magnanimous from you. What to be like? Well, if Gaff was to leave, I really hope he got to North Melbourne because oh, I'd know, love him at Carlton. Because you know, North me wrong tried to get him last year and they just missed out. You
1: know, they well, were... they, they've given him they've given him the reason in free agency where a club goes out to be able to get the type of player it wants and couldn't land him. And you know, you just sit there and you are going. It, that's what you need, and and you need to become,
0: it felt to, to
1: slingshot bit, you into the top eight. It, he he was a damn good help to be able to do mm. that, and and they couldn't get it done. And it did
0: feel a little bit like that rumor springing up was just classic. Well, we could come, we could make a rumor now, yeah. like we well, could. did it get with Zadoro
1: when the trade winds were blowing four weeks ago.
0: <laughs> but like we could come up with something now and just make but you missed the you missed the
1: sequel. The sequel wins. wasn't bad. The sequel didn't didn't air. That, inf- oh, that infamous, right. that yeah, infamous yeah. episode that, that was stuck on, on the SD card.
0: Oh, just, I, seriously, I sat there and I was by hook or by crook, I couldn't get it off the card. But it was there; I could listen to it on the recorder. So we could have we could have our listeners around and they could listen to it off the.
1: We'll have a barbie at Tim's yeah. place.
0: Um, and then obviously the other one to break today, Dougal Howard, who we just spoke about earlier, Dougal Howard's become peak era Chad Corns. Yeah. In the space of his <laughs> trade window, Gary Lyon
1: referred to him as. as He's become Matthew fees in the last two weeks.
0: Like you sit there and go, What so he's apparently nominated the Saints. Now, my takeaway from that is it comes into the Saints best twenty two, not a problem in the world, just like Patty Ryder does, just like Brad Hill does, and there's one more Zach, Zach Jones. Jones. My first thing is a how do the Saints get those deals done? As such, they don't have a lot of picks to
1: get it done. Well, they've got like five and then nothing. What, well, six Saints so are pushed out? So, so six, it's is six obviously, and then 50 or something like that. Six is obviously
0: Brad Hill. You go, okay, that's fine. But all the other ones, you go, you actually probably don't have the second round picks needed to get the other guys done.
1: And they can't touch their first round of next year if they're trying to get Ben King back to the club. Exactly
0: next right. Year. And you go, so my question is here reading it, it just looks like classic rats. It looks like he's coaching for next year. Yeah, And all he needs to be and all he wants to be is better than Richo. Better than Richo did, not better than Richo personally, but produce a result better than what Richo produced. And my my thing is, yeah, you, yeah, you'll probably finish higher, but where's the ceiling? I think the ceiling's awfully low.
1: Well, I think Stephen Silvani put it
0: Oh, absolutely. appropriately
1: two years ago with Matthew Lord, and he said, if you wanted me to put together a, a list that could compete, I could do it. Like that, yeah. he said, but we're in it to try and win a premiership. They, this, be Saints a list, this, this Saints
0: list, if they bring in Zach is in their 18, not a problem. Hill's in their 18, not a problem. Dougal Howard comes in and not a problem. They lose Bruce, who so I think it's a bigger loss than they're actually going on about.
1: Well, again, they're, they're shedding him to be able to make space for Ben King next and they're year. They're, writers, they're, they're all in for him. They're a little bit like that NBA side that's creating space to be able to... Um, get LeBron in in free agency. Or they might AD be the New York Knicks, Tim, and well, make this all this it. space no, and get uh, nothing. And that's my point, is is if five teams are making space for one player and the one player doesn't choose you, you've just got a lot of space and money to spend and no one to spend it we on. We saw
0: it. We saw it with Rats firsthand. Where you go, yeah, he got us into the bottom part of the eight. Yep. And we were comfortably a bottom part of the eight team.
1: Yeah, our recruiting from that point scuttled our chances of going but I think any he higher. was central to it. Possibly. And you
0: sit there and go, oh, I just think this is what's happening again. Yeah,
1: yeah. And no, another I club. Think, I think it's a justified um stance on it and, and Brett look, Ratton being one of our favourite sons, you wish him oh, all no, the best, mm, but it, it, it's hard to say that's a Premiership winning list. But, but you'll be, as, as I so said... So far, we're adding St Kilda and North Melbourne to Timbo's list.
0: He's getting there. You're that's getting awfully
1: lovey dovey with his eight
0: teams. teams at the moment. But you can actually St Kilda will be with those players. They will be... A better team, but this is a team that finished was it fifteenth. But it's ambition, and you isn't go that? well, mm-hmm. geez. As said, what are the ambitions? Are the ambitions to be a little bit better, to be in that maybe we'll make the eight? Sounds like, and it. I reckon that's it. Yep. Can so, I? Like I
1: will add this though: not every club can be, or can go through what we've gone through.
0: But you've got to look in the mirror, don't you? We spoke about this off pod. Yeah,
1: but we, I know, and we've done it hard. And people think, yeah, Carlton have got the cash; they'll get out of it. Like it's been tough. It's been tough, but clubs this, like St Kilda may not be able to pull through well, that anymore.
0: It. We can survive. Carlton, Collingwood, Essendon, particularly Essendon, is a really good example out of the supplement saga. There are only a handful of clubs that can survive being ridiculed on the back pages of the Herald Sun.
1: for years.
0: Yeah.
1: With Little, when he left the AFL with a million dollar fine. He said, yeah, Can I tap and go? Yeah. But that's, no, that's it.
0: Why do you sit there and go, our, enough of our fans will galvanise and rally behind the cause sort of thing to keep us afloat. Our Bulldogs, a St Kilda, or North Melbourne can't ride out what we have attempted to do. Yeah. And what Carlton has attempted to do has been the most significant rebuild ever mm. in the history of and our sorry,
1: And I don't think St Kilda can do that. I don't think people probably... Go back to Hawthorne. Hawthorne coming off a billion grand finals in in a row, whatever it was. twice the five, tins. Rattling the tins within three years. For Richmond? As soon as they... You know? Yeah, Rich, Richmond were very poorly won for a very long time and it just caught up with them.
0: But, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see Richmond had
1: enough. If they rattled the tins, they, they filled them.
0: Yeah, Fitzroy. And, and
1: could fill them. <laughs> Pete, we, we apologise for you. <laughs> Pete,
0: you have my full support in the saying... You've, you've been big on this one. Fitzroy didn't necessarily need to win a premiership, but when they had a bit of a last roll of the dice in the mid-80s... If they'd have made a grand final, I reckon that would have been enough to save them.
1: I reckon you're right too.
0: If they had a got to a big dance, then they maybe can attract a player or whatever, whatever. They just couldn't quite get there. The stars didn't align. Now the...
1: we're going to talk about this tomorrow now. Yeah,
0: I know. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> um, we'll move on and now just a little bit of Carlton stuff before. But what we wanted to have a bit of fun with is being trade week, we're bringing a new topic, a new segment. Spe- periodically, we do these sort of top fives, but yeah. we're going to try to bring them in every week. And um, this week's topical top five is... Top five Carlton trade acquisitions. So the top five players Carlton have been able to trade into the club since 1990. So we've sort of used the VFL, AFL draft era. And looking at the records, we actually didn't trade anyone in until 1990. Um, so that's why it starts there and not 86. Um,
1: so from Mark Arsiri all the way down to Will Setterfield. Spot on. So well, Nick Newman should have been the last one because he was the latest. Well, whatever. The very whatever, last Timbo. One anyway, i put,
0: well, put together the spreadsheet in front Looks of like
1: numbers. it's alphabetical. So I'll
0: yeah. put together a spreadsheet in 15 minutes, mate. Well done. Be so, appreciative. Anyway, the top cool. five. Um, is now, it a consensus top five? Or We're going to each give our top five, and I'm sure there'll be a consensus among them, but... Yeah, the attitude is someone might pick for value from the actual what the player was able to produce yep. and someone else's your criteria for a particular player might just be the value we got for him. Sweet. We, we got him in for nothing. Who's, who's kicking us off? I will kick us off. Let's go. Number five, my fifth best Carlton trade acquisition,
1: yep.
0: Sam Doherty. Yep. Pick 33 in 2013, we bought Sam in. Pick Absolute 30- steal.
1: Pick 33 ends up being Tom Cutler, so it's not Probably a... Probably get him as well this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, not a... Not bad for the Brisbane Lions, but it was through that era where they just got That's shafted. But, yep,
0: no. but you're not getting players of Sam Dockett's ilk on and off the field at 33.
1: Club, club captain, leader in every Absolutely sense. Absolutely phenomenal. Who's yep. your
0: five, Fabian?
1: My five is Heath Scotland. Uh-huh. Played 215 games, kicked 69 goals for the Blues. Yep, we got him for pick 35 in the 2003
0: draft. He was part of that foreign legion that came across, yep. and um, obviously we got in a, about a dozen or so players. And
1: and pick 35. Just so for the what we gave up was. Brent Hall. Never heard of him. So, he yeah, was a ruckman who basically never saw the light of day. So to me that was a Not big... Not literally. Big win. Well, no, big win.
0: But uh, no, he was, he was... Like he came... All those guys that came in, Nick Stevens didn't count because he was preseason draft, but he was the yeah. pick of the bunch that did come in by a trade.
1: So that's my number five. My number five from the 1991 trade period is Earl Spalding, yeah, who we picked yeah. up for picks five and 31, which in, in the current era you would probably saying, gee, that's giving up a lot. No one knew how to draft. Well, And it has changed since then, and we've understood relative value better, not because of the numbers mm. on the list, which I know that you're not a fan of, uh, Sean, but um, for a team with ambitions of winning a premiership, they understood that you know Stephen Kerner hadn't been the preeminent centre-half forward in the competition, but he was getting a bit older, and they had to work out what was the structure that was going to work. They said, let's get a big centre-half forward in somebody with presence. Let's move sticks to full forward. Um, it ultimately... Led to one premiership. Some would say, argu- arguably, we probably left one on the table, maybe even three. But but Earl was very important in those eras, Great. and uh, and absolutely. Yeah. You know
0: what this exercise proved to me. You mentioned about picks and relative value. We. We didn't. We just. Hey, you know, a lot of people say that Carlton didn't believe in the draft and we'll never rebuild or whatever. I just don't think we knew how to use it.
1: No, I, I think you're right. So
0: to, we just pissed off the picks. We just mm. kept trading them out because it was like, oh, well, we're going to oh, stuff sh-
1: it up anyway. I don't even
0: know. I don't even know. So we'll just trade them out for something. Oh, I don't know who. I don't know who's any good. Yeah. So we'll just trade them for things we know. That's a bit easier.
1: Just to show you how good that was, because I've got Earl at four. I know we're going to go back to you, but I'll say Earl's my fourth. Mm-hmm. So you go down. Just to finish off. So I have Earl at four. Uh, so picks five and thirty one were. Jason Norrish, who played for Melbourne and Fremantle, for and was he out of Clarence or Glenorchy Don't recall, but 148 games. Yep. Yeah. And pick 31 was Hayden Kilmartin. Yeah, not so, not one of the bigger names no. going around. So well, that
0: proves the point in a way that they just seem to be throwing at a dartboard and going. Oh. Well, we certainly Jason Norrish out. played. He was a un- good footballer. Yeah, yeah. mainly
1: at Frio. Eh? I think he only played in about Melbourne 20 before, odd games yeah. at Melbourne. Yep. So, um, yeah,
0: my number four, Heath Scotland. Yep. For very much we we've gone over him just superb pick thirty-five, yep. played two hundred and fifteen games, absolutely outstanding. He and Nick Stevens gave us that instant
1: boost that I don't he think, needed in a struggling midfield. I don't
0: think Collingwood sort of quite realised or how good he was. I think they knew he was a good player. Yeah. But I think he once he goes That
1: off-season was phenomenal for us. we were just sitting there, we just wanted Scotland. That's what we wanted. And we we're gonna help facilitate because we have Kenner, we We've got Ricky right. Mott. We, we wanted Heath Fred Scotland Johnson. and Port Adelaide. And Collingwood arguing over Didac and Stevens. Nick Stevens has effectively landed us Nick Stevens for nothing. So, yep. And Oof. the Bulldogs, thank God, the Bulldogs went for Rawlings. Jade, Jade Rawlings. Jade Rawlings. <laughs> Fuck, man. So before we
0: move on to, to Timbo's number four, I, I vividly remember Tony Shaw shortly after Hot Scotland you know, first played for us and played well and whatever. Tony Shaw going, I don't get it. He goes, I don't understand why he's in another jumper. He was, which is bizarre he More opportunity Yeah 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 but, well,
2: He was our player go, He, he getting, played in grand finals go, He, be he could it with play us. Yeah.
0: Uh, Your number four Timber
1: Oh look Following on from what you guys said um, I had Sam Doherty for pick 33 in mm-hmm. 2013 Obviously he's won a best and fairest And uh, been an captain. All-Australian uh, And a captain of the club so, um, And special
0: shout out by the way To Tom Stewart at Geelong Just for keeping that halfback flank Nice and warm for Doc
1: That's <laughs> not When let's he comes not back in the that.
0: All-Australian team yeah. No, I like that. Very good. Uh, my number three, the man that inspired the segment you may have seen. We had a bit of a, a brief interaction with Skinny Lappin during yep. the week, which is what inspired it. Uh, we got Matty Lappin for pick uh, picks 22 and 53. Do you
1: want to know who they are?
0: Yeah, I'm sure you've got them.
1: James Begley. Yeah, okay. And Troy Schwartz.
0: Oh, Troy Schwartz. Uh, he looked like Screech, didn't he?
1: He did. He did. He had very, yeah. very steel wool-esque hair. Yeah. And so, so we got... So picks twenty two fifty three. But we got Lappin and fifty eight. Yeah, and guess who fifty eight was? I don't know. Our boy, this show, Ian Ian Prendergast. Ian Prendergast. I actually saw him last week when I was at my lunch with Mill. I saw him and I thought I really should have absolutely. You should have. He
0: probably would have knocked you out.
1: No, I actually know Ian. So oh, there you go. Well, it may be. He is he was, still working at the NRL Players yeah, Association yeah, yeah. or something like? There you go. So Matty, look, players, is he plays association or is he got a so, higher yeah. role than that again? Welfare Mate, or something? Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I can't can't players association. But no, look,
0: Matty Lappin obviously came across um, an absolute superstar. Absolute superstar. One of the at one point in time particularly the preeminent small forward in the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Played Just at half back,
2: pushed played back at half forward
1: because okay. he never won the All australian when he was playing half forward mm, and he should have should've. because they'd always put, you know, a resting midfielder on the half forward flank and you're going Skinny's a better half forward flanker than this bike is a half forward flanker. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then they moved him back to half back flank and he was dominant there and they finally rewarded him. One of my
0: favourite, a couple of my favourite, we're talking about Skinny Lappin uh, with one of our followers, uh, James, on on Twitter. And um, I thought, I was going through all my favourite Lappin moments and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, a couple of them happened in that one Essendon game. Yeah, the first
1: one. His very first one. the first one was the
0: mark. But then in 2001, in the the 18 game, he did the socket of the ball off the ground in the forward pocket. It was just ludicrous, absolutely outstanding. Uh, and then late in the game, sealed it when he just ducked out the back and was on his own deep inside 50. Kuda hooked it forward. Yep. He was under the ball. I said on Twitter, I vividly remember, I remember it to this day, a desperate, anguished Essendon fan sitting behind us, next to us, near us, whatever. Kuda hooks it out of the pack and immediately, like, you know, when you're watching at the game, you sort of go, look to your left, where's it going? Hooks it out, and this Essendon fan yells out, "Who's on Lappin?" <laughs> <laughs> As the ball was like, he was like, it was, "I still remember the desperate, anguished cry because he's got—he's just going to mark it uncontested, yeah, yeah, fifteen yeah. meters out from goal."
1: Well, the one that I love is when Hardwick goes third man up or in the or doesn't stay down in, yeah. and goes for the pack yeah, ride, ninety-nine crumbs and left foot and, uh, snap. Yeah, and it was just clinical finish, forty Superstar. meters out. Yeah, yeah look—you've got to give him more respect than that. Your number three's
0: got to be Matty Lappin, right?
1: Matty Lappin's my number two. Well, don't tell me that. Yeah, Matty Lappin's my number one, three. No, one, 196 games, 221 goals, All-Australian 2004, mark of the year 1999, blue bagger. Start.
0: Yeah. Who's yeah. your number three then, Tim? Was Matty Lappin. Yeah. And who's your number three, Fabian?
1: So my number three is Adrian Hickmott.
0: <laughs> oh, mate, this killed me because you know how much I love Hickmott. He's not in my
1: Well, Doc's not in mine. So, yeah. yeah, okay. So we've got Adrian Hickmott for pick 49. Who, yep. I know this is... To, look, they Pick 49 ends up being Ronnie Burns, who played... Yeah, good pick. right? so 154 games, 262 goals. So he's averaging two goals a game over his career, mainly, predominantly at Geelong. Oh, no, that ends up being not a bad... But Adrian Hickmott, 134 games, 107 goals, was vice-captain for a couple of years, dogged by injuries. He missed the you, entirety he, of 98, and I think he was forced to retire early because of knee injuries he was as He well. only dogged
0: by injuries because of how unbelievably hard he, he was. was he
1: and men. David Teague would seriously, cost us a million dollars a season in elastoplast. <laughs> it was ridiculous. He
0: uh, Hickmott, it kills me not to have him on this list. I tossed up between him and Doc at five. But Hickmott played one of my favourite halves of football ever by a Carlton player. I think I've said it on pod. It was a game against Essendon where he just took Solomon to the cleaners. And I imagine in the lead-up to the game, either he would have been told or he would have said himself, this guy's a supposed hard man. No, oh, Solly's a real, he's a supposed... Well, you yeah, go head-to-head with him. And he embarrassed him. Great, Embarrassed, he got two votes. He barely touched the ball in the second half because he was gassed. but his first half is one of the most unbelievable. He's just everywhere.
1: I like it. Yeah, phenomenal. Like it. So that's um, my pick three.
0: My number two, Chris Judd. Ooh,
1: not even in my I'm in my top five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking when he had Skiddy Lap at it. No, no, no. Two. No, was, no, no. I was thinking. I'm seeing He's it left of, someone out. <laughs> well, I was thinking he left whilst, someone whilst out. Whilst
1: it's a phenomenal, I see it as a win-win for both clubs. I don't see. What that. What is your
0: hatred of Chris Judd? We did this. We went over this with the Carlton drought draft, when you know you were going to pick Mick Martin at number one, no matter what.
1: No, no, I was picking Juddie at one, but I was I was lumped with pick two, and I, was, I was smartly went for the best available fullback. You're cursed, it's with been pick two. two fucking years, mate. Let it, let it go.
0: So, so you don't want to revise and have Juddie in? This wasn't a no, team no, no, style because
1: omission. What we had to give up for Juddie? So we gave up picks three, 20 and Josh Kennedy, and got back 46, which was... Dennis Arnfield? Dennis, Dennis. Arnfield. Well, as much as I love Dennis.
0: Well, Dennis ends up being so the we fourth don't, we, best we player in that deal.
1: We get the best player in the comp across. No, th- yeah, yeah. We I'll, get the I'll best probably player. have Chris Maston ahead of him. He is a premiership player. And then
0: Tony Knotty. He's
1: got Tony Notty covered. While we do get the best player in the comp we also have given up a, wow. a whole lot to get yeah. him. So I'm saying as a trade, this guy might. I oh, would do it every day of the week no, over and over again. This guy might be the, the best value, player. The value compared m- to everybody else. This
0: guy might be the best player to ever worn a Carlton jumper.
1: The guy who I've got at number one no, is the best no, player this, to this guy, ever, you can ever make, wear a Carlton You car can car make jumper. an
0: argument that this guy, Chris Judd, might be the best player to ever And You don't even have him in the top five.
1: I I no, had, no, no, no. I had Juddy it too. Thank you.
2: Absolute this is, this superstar. You've embarrassed yourself enough. You're saying I don't have
1: Juddy yet, too. I don't have the dud the trade in the top no, five. No, and look, I, I like... You, you're seeking I've value. Got, I've got Lockie Henderson. He was my sixth pick. The Lock- Jesus Christ, for a we, day gave day, up, we gave up. sixth We gave up Brendan Favola, who was cooked for...
0: A mental point of view. You know,
1: mental point of view. And pick 27, who ends up being Callum Barrett, for pick 12 and Lockie Henderson. Well,
0: pick 12 ended up being Kane Lucas.
1: Yeah, a no, keep a couple of goals.
0: Mr. Couple too. Um... <laughs> You've embarrassed yourself enough on that. Juddie's outstanding and uh, we we're very, very th- are lucky. Are you going to
1: go number one is Reese Palmer for pick 135 <laughs> because of no. No sheer value? Culturally no. value for money enormous.
0: Number one is clearly Greg Williams.
1: Yeah, I've got Greg Williams. At Not only one. did
0: we get it, we got him for Simon Connell, Peter Sartori and Ashley Matthews and the Roys threw in a bunch of picks as well. It was the most extraordinary deal of all time. I don't know how we ended up getting the best player in the competition for seriously... Like a like a book of carpet samples. Ridiculous. And, and, and as then,
1: and as Pete chimed in as part of the trade, Fitzroy sent Kepler um, from Fitzroy to Sydney as well. So you know, Sydney got players that they could use straight away, and gave up a guy who really didn't want to be there that they essentially weren't paying anyway. Yeah. Um, who had been cut by our club twice and still was prepared. Can to Can you imagine?
0: Back. Before we close the book on this segment, because we we don't need to. Um, Eulogising Greg Williams' outstanding career is an absolute legend of the competition. Um, imagine if we, using Greg Williams as an example, imagine if we had done what the Eagles have had to do to get Kelly. If we had a guy playing at the Northern Blues who ends up being one of the very, very best players in the competition, and we just ignored him, didn't pick him, ignored him, didn't pick him, and then Kane Lambert two well, well, years like, later,
1: everyone thinks Kane Lambert was a Carlton-listed player, no, 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 and no. we got rid of him. But he was but, under our nose. But even, oh, yeah.
0: but even then, like Kane Lambert's not Tim Kelly. That's the point. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But the Cats, what the Cats have been able to parlay that pick into? The Eagles have had to give up three very good picks yeah. to get this guy. Imagine the scrutiny we'd be under if we did a Pogba style let him go for nothing, and then pay a king's ransom to get him back. Imagine the shit Carlton would have got. Oh,
1: it'd be scrutinized to the eyeballs. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Double So, standards. Diesel,
1: 109 games, 89 goals. This is just for the Blues. Uh, the 1994 Brownlow and BNF, uh, 95 Premiership and Norm Smith medal. Team of the century and All-Australian in 93 Carlton and 94. Carlton team of the century,
0: AFL team, team of the century. Is, phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. I had a couple of honorable mentions. Hickmott killed me to have him at six. Uh, Justin Murphy for pick 35 and Ben Harrison in 95. That's the first time we acquired Justin Murphy by trade. <laughs> um, he, was, he was a really good get for us, good player. Less said about him in uh, post-career, the better. Yep. Uh, Michael Mansfield pick 31 was good value. 1999 mm. came in, filled a knee, played some good mate. Don't turn. He played some good footy for us when we were a good team. Don't be one of those Carlton snobs, 21st century snobs. He came in in 2000-2001, which were our best seasons of the last 25 years by a mile, and was a good player for us. Um, um,
1: there was also a uh, honourable mention for David Teague. I've got David Teague honourable mention. came in for when Corey McKernan left.
0: Did we get Digby Morell as well?
1: Uh, in the same trade, Digby yes. was the greatest VFL footballer of all time. But can obviously one of best in various. Can they
0: stop giving him Wayne Carey's number?
1: Yeah, exactly right. Um, but yeah, so we ended up uh, best and fairest with us and obviously is now our senior coach. So. Uh, and I've
0: also got an honourable mention for Lockie Plowman, um, who came in as part of that big bulk deal and, yep. and had a really good result at the best and fairest, and Caleb Marchbank.
1: Yep, and you can't... I, I want to go early on Will Setterfield, but I'm not allowed it's to, a little bit too but in time... A fourth we'll fourth-round pick for Nick Newman's looking like it looking could very be. good. been pretty good. Looking very so, good. Especially I, if I haven't bet, really looked if at anything. his best mate Tom Papley in the trade period, so, um, it even enhances uh, it. And
0: then before we move off AFL, we wanted just quickly back over, obviously, Carlton B and F. No surprises to who won out, uh, run out. The winner, Paddy Cripps, phenomenal. Um, a little bit of stuff, a little bit of backlash against Plowman after the result. I think that people are probably more aggrieved about the criteria because per the criteria, which I understand is – I think you got one point for like a, a – you did your role, two points for a good game, three points for a great game, four points for an outstanding game. Plowman's picking up a lot of votes. Yeah.
2: He's
1: a he, very consistent footballer and and clearly the match committee give him roles and responsibilities. He was the mainstay. he's accountable. He yeah. was the
0: consistent mainstay of a defence that had was without weedering for, for sections of the year. He was very, very good. Obviously, Jones didn't play a lot of footy. Marchbank missed a lot of footy. Doherty's yeah. not there at all. Um, we were sort of patching it up as we went. In defence, he was the constant. He was there every week and <laughs> did an outstanding job. For instance, did an outstanding job on uh, Charlie Cameron, and then just as equally can play tall. Yep. So I think people need to probably just relax. He's a bit of a whipping boy.
1: Yeah, um, he is. Never doubted him.
0: Just recognise that he had a pretty decent year. Uh, and then lastly, with Carlton, Charlie Curro. Very disappointing news emerged late last week after some brief speculation that he had injured his knee. Um. To me, it's not even so much about Kerner I reckon this is a real litmus test for our club's honesty when it comes to reporting the injury. They've come out and said he'll be back running by Christmas. This has got Mark Murphy been back in one or two weeks all over it. Was, it took him 14 weeks? He was out for one to two weeks for four months. Mm. You sit there and go, I feel like sometimes our club can be guilty of not wanting to give bad news. So they just give encouraging news six, seven, eight times. Yep, Getting closer, had a little bit of a setback. So rather than just come out and say he's going to be out till February... Hopefully that's not the case. But if we get to kind of December and people are starting to look for Charlie Kerno out on the track and he's not, you start to go, why are you bullshitting us?
1: But then by the same token, we shut up shop for Christmas. They said he'll be running by Christmas. So if he's not quite there in the last two days exactly before they right. shut up shop, by the time they're coming back, it's what? The third week in January. And I understand, and this so is you why you kind I... of bought yourself four weeks I just by hope, giving you a...
0: I just hope that they're not giving us a bum steer. Yeah, yeah. When well, there look, you sit down, If you times, dislocate,
1: if you dislocate your knee and it's your your knee that dislocates, you're basically reconstructing the patella tendon. Um. Or no, the 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 little ligament that holds the knee. Jared Pickett was like six yeah, months. Yeah, because the patella tendon is the one that goes down the front of the knee. So he hasn't disturbed that. It's only the kneecap Um, so you can put that back in place. But he'd obviously had a bit of cartilage issue in the joint itself and the bone bruising, so I reckon when they go in, they're going to be doing everything. And if it's just a bit of a clean-up of the knee, when you do that during the season, it is about an eight-week injury, maybe 10 and 12 for the really big guys that are are really putting a lot of load through there. So you sit there and you're sort of going, it's 10 weeks from now, so it's probably probably in the vicinity of what would be reasonable.
0: Mm, I just hope that... uh... I'm not going to castigate the guy for playing basketball with his mates, and that's not the problem. Apparently, it was with Cripps and Fisher. Yeah, but you sit there going, look, we probably, if we can get on top of this, you know, we, we, this guy's had a bit of a history of some dicky knee issues that he misses weeks and he lands awkwardly. But, but what's he supposed to, be, to do? I'm not saying, I'm not having to go in for that. I'm just saying that hopefully they can get in there and actually fix something now yeah. for, for good. Because oh, I, I don't, look, want, I agree. Yeah. I don't want to be wincing every time Charlie Cournot jumps. Which is what we've sort of been doing. Mm. He's going to land. A couple or of times, be...
1: he looks like he's grabbed at the knee, and then there's nothing wrong with it. But clearly, he pinches something. Yeah, there, there must have been sort of a little bit of a flap of cartilage mm. or whatever that was, you know, on the edge of the the the, the joint and all that sort is that of stuff. Did your band words? Just no, good to have Dr. Peter no, Larkins was, in the was, studio no, tonight. Be. Kath would let me say flap. Um, she wouldn't let me say moist
2: <laughs> or panties. Don't, don't, don't put them together. <laughs> we're or, just going to move. We're just going to move on now to we're delightful Fab's,
0: uh, <laughs> fabs Five. Talking about EPL, <clears throat> talking about football. Football.
1: Well, let's quickly recap where we are. So, not a great week last week for us, tipping-wise. Um, Timbo only scored the two, which was great because we are uh, did to catch him. Sean, one more than him, three, and only me, one more than you. I so thought four. I got
0: one score right. No. I've got to start recording this. I reckon you're fucking with the tallies.
1: No, no, no. You got three points, and I got four points, Timbo got two points, so Shit. the latter as it sits, Tim on 32, Sean on 27, and myself trailing big time on 21. Excellent,
0: that's where you belong.
1: So, game one of this week, lads, is uh, Tottenham
0: Hotspur versus Watford. So um, basically the conceit of Fab's five, for those that don't know, Fab picks his five standout EPL games of the round. Typically going with the big we six. We don't have any round, we don't have any matches this week, isn't it, the international break? Yes. So why are we previewing something that's two weeks away? Oh, yeah, true. Let's just generally talk about what happened last week then. I've okay. just gotten onto that. I just literally had an epiphany. I thought, there's no football this week.
1: Well, Tottenham, okay.
0: Um, but in general. Yeah, and I've, just, and I've
1: gone and done yeah, decent, next de- fixture. a decent fixture. Uh, well, you
0: can put those on ice for two put weeks. It on ice. What no. about
1: my boy? Our boy. Who? Pod's favourite. Best name? defender in the league. David, David Louise.
0: <laughs> bound to do something. Yeah. I think that the major talking point, obviously, out of the week just gone was. Managerial unrest, which we kind of forecast a week ago. Mm, yes. Spurs had a disastrous result. Manchester United had an only slightly less disastrous result, but still bad. Um, and City not much better. And City not much better. Their manager's not in strife though. Yes, but
1: oh, they should sack him. I think they need to put him on the open. Market. I think they need
0: to. But you look at you look at this. What we got here. I mean, Fab and I were talking about United from a United point of view, and like the jungle drums are beating for Ole. You know, United played Liverpool after the international break. Correct. And people are already staking his job on the result. You sitting there going, "Why are you staking his job against the best team in Europe?" Yeah, it's that's extraordinary. Yeah, why are you sitting there going? You need a good result against legitimately the best team in Europe. Yeah, when you're one of the worst teams in your division.
1: look at least when Rats lost his job, he lost his job when we got beaten by Gold Coast. Everything went wrong, but you were you were beaten by a bad team. It's not like you've come up against the. You know, no, 21 like and 0, Essendon or something. Yeah, exactly right. And going, oh, you're not good enough.
0: And again, all this nonsense just makes me nervous. Ed Woodward, seriously, he's the issue. He's the problem. And I put it out on Twitter after Sunday's disappointing result. I refuse to give the club another cent while that man's in charge. I refuse to, I just refuse out of principle. Yeah, your regard
1: for him well, over the last I, 12 I, months I, I has did it. I tweeted, area, I tweeted by it by two or three weeks ago and I said, look, I'm, just, I'm all but one man. And it sounds like we're turning this into a... Fucking Man United therapy session, but well, the
0: biggest story in world football. Yeah, I
1: love it. I just said I'm unfollowing. I just unfollowed the, the Twitter account. Unfollow the Instagram. If everyone did that, and all of a sudden you had zero followers, I know which is impossible. It's ridiculous, but yeah, I get you.
0: What's well, the it's, same it's, thing?
1: It's, that's the, don't worry about tweeting your opinion or bitching and moaning and doing Ultimately, everything. They all of a sudden log on and they've lost four million followers and overnight. And so say this ain't good. Shit.
0: Ultimately, like, I totally agree. You know, I'm just one man, and me not giving them a couple of hundred pounds is nothing. But by the same token, this is a big problem that the club needs to address. Under Ed Woodward, he's been in the seat um, is it six or seven years total because he took over from David Gill. Oh, no, he took over from David Gill at the end of 13. We yeah. lost Gill and Fergie in the same um, year. He's presided over the club's five worst finishes in the Premier League. It's, he's it's that's, pretty bad. That's damning. Yep. That's not a four of six. or He's the five worst finishes in the club's history in the Premier League.
1: Are his. Are his. And and as you say, if in that period of time he'd gone backwards to go forwards and you're sitting on an embarrassment of riches and and you're ready to launch forward, then you you go, okay, but you're not. We're we're at ground zero now. You're the absolute opposite end of
0: it. He has pursued vanity signings. He has sacked three managers. If rumours to be believed, a fourth is on the way. And you sit there going, at what point, what we need, and I said this to It's Farrah, like Adrian
1: Dodoro. At what well, point does the finger get pointed at the bloke that's putting the list together? At
0: what point do we we need, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, we need Gary Neville particularly, and he's starting to fire up, but we need very prominent media personalities with ties to Manchester United. To ask the question. To eviscerate him. Mm. If I was Sky Sports, I would be on the phone to Manchester United. This is a guy who's relatively anonymous. He's running the biggest club in world football. Certainly, the highest profile. He has no profile. People never see him speak. He never publicly talks. Never says much on camera at all. If I'm Sky Sports, I'm ringing Manchester United. And I'm ringing him every week, and I'm saying we want Woodward. Yep. We want him one on one with whether it's Gary Neville or whoever it might be. You know, pick your journalist.
1: And the reality is, you can say, and your fans want to hear yeah, from yeah, him go, too. Go, you you are the club has the club's feeling it a bit. Or, or what so they should, Fab. Um, and they've put out statements about how... nothing. Just know, nothing. this words. nothing. I completely agree with you. So it's...
0: But put him on we're trial. In a, we're, in a, we're in an... Put him on trial. Sit there and put those things... Yeah, before we're in a period manages, now. You can't do
1: anything anyway, mate.
0: No but, no, but you sit there and go, make him accountable. Put him on trial. Four managers, the club's five worst PL finishes. Go over the vanity signings, the net spend, the waste of money. Compare it to what Liverpool have done. Compare it to what City have done. Make him accountable for his role in the club's position. And you know what happens? It's like the Wizard of Oz. and The reason he wouldn't do it is because all of a sudden they see the man behind the machine.
1: Because he doesn't have a brain.
0: (laughs) they They see the man behind the machine all of a sudden and people would go, oh, wow. Oh, wow. And then the wheels turn against him. This is what has to happen because he's out of his depth. And you know what? In a darker moment of reflection following Sunday's result, I sat there and I thought, relegate us. (laughs) Thought like Newcastle. Oh, fucks! <laughs> this no, year... will never happen. But I sat there and thought, "Mate, I thought, we're two points off relegation. No, it's, we won't come even vaguely close to being relegated." But part of me sat there and thought, "I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it."
1: If I put you and Mark Ogden in a room to talk about Man United,
0: no, no, because co- what it would cause is a cleanse.
1: I understand what we need, and I think what's happening is enough. To, Can I? It, it'll okay, prompt the cleanse. Okay,
0: I'll, I'll reverse over that a bit. Maybe a relegation battle to Christmas, where we're sort of in and amongst the bottom half a dozen, and we're not escaping them. We're within their clutches, and we end up finishing that mid-table comfortably. How far so are you mid-table? off top six? Eight? Seven or eight points? Eight or nine points? So
1: it's, so it's a reasonable distance after, what, eight, eight games. rounds or whatever Oh, Absolutely.
0: It is. And as we keep saying, sacking we're on, Ole... We're on nine
1: points and Leicester City sit fourth on 14. So we're five points So it's off. five points. So it's you're not of, that far away. No, no, no. And that's but, why people... But you ain't going well.
0: That's why people cap it on with two points from relegation. You go, well, It's we're only very early in the season. The, the, the,
1: We'd have been seventh if we had won and beat above Tottenham. The competition
0: is very con- mm. contracted. But look, like I said, we need... I'm happy for us to keep ploughing towards the bottom of the abyss because it's not Olay's fault. He'll unfortunately be the collateral damage. And I feel for him there because
1: he's... He's he was tro- awarded a job and you said it and you said it on pod to give the bloke the job. Now, this guy coached
0: I did say Cardiff that, to relegation I did say that and assuming, Mulder. I, I did say that assuming he would be backed in the transfer window.
1: But he went in, he had players playing for him, Fab. That's, that was the reality. He but, didn't but care he had- whether we won or lost him. Go out and have fun, lads. And the minute the job became his, he lost his nerve. Yep. He's played a totally different system.
0: He didn't get what he wanted in the window. I said that, not expecting the club to. You buy
1: before you sell.
0: No, but I said that expecting him to. If he would have said, "I want to keep Romelu
1: Lukaku," we'd be a better team with Romelu in the side. Let's let's not kid ourselves. Well,
0: the club shed those. And he
1: was not the cancer that Alexis Sanchez was.
0: Yeah, but uh, you couldn't get a buyer. I think it's difficult to say that, to be honest. I think it's difficult to say that only because... He just wanted to play fucking football Mm. and we got rid of him. Mm. I think that Sanchez would have been... I reckon Sanchez would have been a better fit in the dressing room than Lukaku. I think Lukaku could have potentially been destabilising. More so than Sanchez, there are peripheral things with Sanchez like his wage Mm. and what that maybe makes his teammates think. Mm. But let's not act like Lukaku was playing for minimum chips. And he was Even minimum trips has gone up, Sean. And he was woeful. It used to be $2. He was woeful, Romelu. He's sitting there going, you're getting paid. What
1: was me. the turning point with Romelu, Sean? When
0: he asked and the club asked for fans to stop singing that he had a 24-inch penis. <laughs> Genuinely, he couldn't stop scoring. He was his usual clumsy, idiotic self, but he was just scoring. And then when they got on their high horse and, can you stop chanting about Romelu's penis? Then he literally fell off a cliff.
1: Damn Rommel's penis.
0: <laughs> a Belgian scoring genius with a 24-inch penis. And it was a bit of fun, but apparently it was racist and all this. And it's, it was absolute it's nonsense. The next
1: part that used to always make me laugh.
0: I don't even know what it was.
1: It was scoring all the goals. Yeah.
0: It's- say <laughs> gonna, it. Say it.
1: What, he's belling by his toes. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> but the thing is, he was a fan favorite. He had the fans on side. The fans loved him. They were singing a song in jest and then literally you can draw a line under his manchester united career
1: we had an argument with a couple of blokes online around that time oh, oh you don't know the, the you know the racial stereotyping for black people and stuff <laughs> and i i i lost it he did i said i compared i said it's like saying to someone you know who's asian oh you're good at maths it's not it's not negative, mate. It's not a knock.
0: Mm. It's
2: not a knock. Yeah, it's
1: it's like,
0: right. fuck you, buddy. You're real good at algebra. It's not like that. It's just <laughs> so stupid.
1: Yeah, so it was just, yeah.
0: Anyway. Uh, obviously, Poch is in trouble as well. I think I that's going to come I think Poch is in trouble. End. I just think Poch... I don't think Poch should be in trouble. I said this two
1: seasons ago. Poch is the best manager that club's had well, in, a, in forever. This, he's
0: the best manager they've had since Billy Nick. He's so the best manager they've had since the 60s. The,
1: I said, I've got a lot of Spurs fans. It's ridiculous. They don't have a big following, but I somehow know... He's Everyone not, who supports just Spurs. You know all of them. Right? Um, I said to them two years ago, you need to make signings. And they don't make signings. And yeah, they made some signings this year. But without that squad regeneration, the squad that should have won them the title four years ago, could have won them the title four years ago, is now a little bit stale. And things aren't clicking. And they have got some players who were out of form, some players who aren't good enough. And they are literally struggling to get going. And it all comes down to Daniel Levy and Spurs fans who were all jerking themselves off thinking, we don't need to do anything. We've got the stadium. Things have never been as good as they have. Four years ago, I keep saying four years ago, they were wrapped to finish second. If I was a I Spurs even fan... They didn't finish second. I ended up getting overtaken by Arsenal on the last day, oh, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, they did. That's the title. That's the title you win.
0: That's what it is. It feels like.
1: They think they're going to be there
0: forever and a day. It's sliding doors. It's sliding doors. That's their Newcastle 96 moment. It is. Love it. When Newcastle, if Newcastle win the title in 96. You know, that's where it all comes
1: from, Tim. That love it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. If Newcastle win the title in in
0: 96, you can make an argument that. Yeah, Manchester, it's a different club. Manchester United is still a great club and a successful club, but Newcastle kick on. We
1: still would have gone on on one things. We're Absolutely, not, we're but, not Yeovil,
0: but Newcastle kick on. Newcastle go, keep going, keep going.
1: That went over your head.
0: No, I didn't get it.
1: When Roy was saying, when people were going, "Oh yeah, well done," you one things He goes, "Yeah, we're Man United. We win things. We're not playing for Yeovil."
0: He said that when um, <laughs> he said that when talking about players turning up with the right attitude. And he goes, "When you play for this club, Manchester United, you got to win every game because it's the same you play for Altrincham." Which is uh, if you go to if you ever been to Old Trafford, the train goes to Ultringham, which right. is like a non-league club. It's just further down in, in Manchester. But yeah, look, obviously uh, elsewhere, um, City shocked by Wolves. Extraordinary. Is, the, is the
1: title race over? No. Yes. I'm more in Timbo's camp.
0: It's still, so long to go. There's 30 games to go.
1: It is. It but, is. But but they almost they show no sign of letting up. How many games did Liverpool lose last year?
0: Haven't played City yet. City, what City needs. City need, they need the kick up the arse. Who beat City? Wolves. wolves. Yeah, Wolves.
1: And Wolves aren't who, that who bad. You calls Wolves. Yes, <laughs> I've City said played, that on Bob before. City <laughs> won the
0: last two. You know, to win it last year, everyone, everyone keeps going on about Liverpool. Well, City beat them. Oh, absolutely. Everyone goes on about how great Liverpool were in this and the other. well, City beat how them. How
1: far are City behind Liverpool now? S- Eight points.
0: That's big. It's big, but you sit there and go... We
1: are closer to top four. After eight rounds, they, 30, they might we're closer they to the top might be four than they are clear. to top. Well, you know that's not going to
0: happen. <laughs> um, you sit there and go, there's a long, long, long way to go. And whilst I think City just need to get themselves into gear again, they've been the hunted. Yep. They've been the hunted for a couple of years now. Great sides manage that. I think they are still an exceptional team. I think they're just going through a bit of a lull at the moment where... And they are. ...fatigue and exhaustion. Clearly, they're going to turn their attention as well. They want the European Cup which is something, it's almost a bit of a reverse. You know, in Spain it was a bit like that, where Barcelona go, well, we want to finish above Madrid. And Madrid go, well, we want to win European Cups. Yeah. So you can win the league. Yeah, we're disappointed to not win it. But if we can win the European Cup, then I think that's what City want.
1: City have lost two games where, and they've lost two games to two pretty below average Well Wolves are better than Norwich. They're but tidy. The Canaries. Don't allow City to score within the first minute. Right, but hold out for the majority of the first half. Try and nick a goal yourself.
0: I went to bed. I watched the first 20-odd minutes, and I, went, I was stunned. Not just because they got beaten, but I, I was like, 2-0, wow. They looked like they were going to score two or three.
1: It was worse because they're at home, yep. and when you don't get that goal, then they'll commit and commit. And we've had it happen to United. When we can't unlock doors, and you keep pushing, you keep pushing, and then all of a sudden, you cop on the other end because you're so far out of position the other way. Yep. Now, Adama Traore, who...
0: Got to tuck his shirt in a bit more.
1: It's too. It's seriously Harry, Harry High Pants. You are an extra large. Don't wear a medium.
0: A boy's medium.
1: Jesus Christ, mate! Bigger shirt, but can run. So he's hit him on the counter twice. So
0: giant man. But yeah, so that's all. Obviously, we wait yeah. our international break over this. Did you see the Milner
1: period or the the Mane penalty? Yeah, very soft. Yeah, fuck
0: oh Christ. Yeah, that's right. In I, the last minute
1: of the game, seriously. I'm, yeah, are I'm, they yeah. kissing the cock? Or I'm actually
0: staggered that. Var. If I'm the var, VR,
1: I like how they're doing VR As in, they will not overturn anything unless it's holy shit. It's brave. pretty so How was, do we miss? That was pretty close. That doesn't get called. And if var on review goes, that's a penalty. That's fine. But why is the referee calling that? Why is the referee calling that?
0: Um, what did? Uh, who was it that said it? Was it Alan Richardson many years ago? Noise of affirmation late in the game. Guy goes down in the box. Oh. Anfield crowd desperate. It's almost. Do like you reckon they love it when it is, they blow the, the whistle? Point the finger. No, it's the half-hearted appeal for caught behind. Yeah. When yeah. you you've been out in the field all day, you haven't got a wicket. You half-heartedly go, oh, and the umpire goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's they they ask the question. They suck at him in the occasion, the atmosphere, the scenario got the better of him. Unfortunately. um for Leicester, who'd been been really good up until that point and, yep. and didn't deserve to have come a good
1: campaign, Leicester. They're sitting fourth, and yet so. here's
0: the here's the thing Brendan
1: but, Rogers doing a good job. They
0: couldn't do they couldn't unlock United, no, they couldn't, as bad as we, we are and were. And yeah, just everyone has it. a bad day, though, sure. True, we're going to move on now to uh, wide world of uh, sports. What are we calling this? The World Sport Report with singlets.
1: With Singlet's Davis.
0: This is Singlet's... We need a of, jingle. Yeah, I don't know about that. This is Singlet's um, off the beaten track. You don't want to track. do any more editing than no, you have to. Not at all. I didn't even do bites last week. Couldn't be bothered. Um, this is the sort of Tim's off the beaten track, off-Broadway kind of musings. Now, Timbo, sharpen up. We've got to be quick here.
1: We'll be quick. What are we at, Sean? <sighs> We've run long. Okay. Every, every now and again, there is a sporting event that tosses up absolute peak world-class performances.
0: The cheese running thing? No. They throw the cheese down the hill?
1: Yeah, right. If you want it to be tight, shut up. Joey (laughs) Chestnut? The hot dog eating? (laughs) Joey Chestnut. Um, One of them would be like the 1991 Long Jump World Championships when Mike Powell and Carl Lewis went head-to-head and in the end, Mike Powell broke a world record.
0: Staggering. We didn't end
1: up seeing a world record. But in an event that it's very, very hard to beat the world's best mark ever because it's it's such a static sport, so to be the world's best of all time. Mm-hmm. It's such a drug-induced record. <laughs> no one's getting near it. At the Doha World Athletics Championship, Course. there was an event for the ages oh, and it was the men's shot put. <laughs> now, probably not the most exciting Eastern event Europe, going Eastern around. Europe as Europe's finest? No, really? no. Funny, funny. You mention it. In the end, the world record going in was twenty three point one two meters. The second best of all time is twenty three point oh six. No one else has ever gone beyond. What's the beyond world record? Twenty three point one two meters. Oh, so
0: he's what six centimeters?
1: So in the end, an American guy wins it. A bloke named Joe Kovacs.
0: Of course, he's got some kind of Polish name. Yeah. Well, there you go. And York he man. throws
1: twenty two ninety one, and it's the equal third highest. Throw of all time. He he went in fifth, best in the world of all time, and finished equal third of all time mm-hmm. at the end of the meet. The bloke that finished second got beaten by one centimeter. Ryan Krauser, who One's went enough. another US size matters. Tim went into. Uh, the, the the competition, sixth best of all time. Actually, Joe Kovacs was 11th of all time going in and ended up equal oh, third. I've lost track of all this. Krauser was sixth of all time through 2290. He's now fifth of all time. And a bloke by the name of Thomas Walsh from New Zealand. Thomas Walsh. From New Zealand. Kelly's granddad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Shout> <laughs> it to, is. Well, Shout out to, <laughs> to... No, he's dead. Well, <laughs> Papa Tom. Stop
0: putting When What are you talking
1: um, about? Pa Walsh. There you go. Um, he threw 2290 as well. So, three three of the six biggest throws of all time, all within one centimeter of one another in the one tournament. If you were into your shot put, it would have been
0: Mate, phenomenal. You've got to be kidding me. Those, phenomenal. There were pubs in lots and in Kiev that were going off chops Bananas. watching this. <laughs> Can you believe this? Yeah. Um, do you have any others? Is
1: that no, is
0: no, no, this that's that's, that's that's, as I said, Tim I, will I, wrap we're, his arms we're off
1: the beaten track. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to go where not every other person will go, and I just thought it was something every just week, a little bit
0: different. Tim will wrap his arms around the obscure and uh, the often unreported. So yes, if you, you are competing in a marginalised sporting event... Email Tim. Email Tim and listen out. Um, <laughs> Tim. Tim.Davis. We're going to go now <laughs> to another new segment. Uh, Fabian's wanted this rebranded um, called no, Fab's NFL Power, power rankings.
1: rankings. So I, I thought I'd rather do a Power Rankings <laughs> where I list... My top five teams in the NFL and it kinda of, that gives us a way of discussing what's happening in the NFL because I know you take the piss every game matters, but it just does. It's just a way of focusing at the pointy end of what's happening in the season. So are you going reverse order? I'll go reverse order. Yes. Special shout out to or, or, or what are they saying?
0: Just missed out. Honourable mention. Honourable mention. mention on the bubble. What are you dicking around with a stand for making all that noise? Sorry, mate, it's, it's falling down. Fabian's Can already notice. broken one stand, so I have to hold the mic. <laughs>
1: um, honorable mention to the Seattle. they <laughs> called the Seattle Supersonics. The Seattle Seahawks.
0: were they? What was the, the Battle Hawks? Where are they from? <laughs> St. Louis. St. Louis.
1: St. Louis Battle Hawks, of course. Of course. Um, number five. Shout out to the XFL. The San Francisco 49ers. Uh, in at number 5 in my power rankings with a 4 and 0 record. First in the NFC West, Tim shaking his head. Doesn't Fresh like off that. a 31 to 3 win against the Cleveland Browns, the overrated Cleveland Browns. What now? Yeah.
0: Timbo thinks that the Niners are a bit low there, uh,
1: Nick Bosa had an absolute beast of a performance. He did have a beast um, of a performance. Ohio State uh, former Ohio State uh, representative who Got some revenge on Baker Mayfield for that whole like Oklahoma that flag planting. That was good. So they're one game clear in the NFC West. Um, up next for them are the LA Rams, another divisional massive rival.
0: Massive. Who are uh, this is a test of their credentials. You were totally. Yeah. You were jerking yourself dry about the Browns being a test of their credentials. No, and the reason I said Fabian. That- yeah, I did, because, but
1: I said it was because Miles Garrett was go, not going to have. We weren't going to have our left tackle defending oh. Jimmy Garoppolo. And Miles Garrett got there a few times. He did absolutely, right, so, and that was always the risk. So Look, anyway, Cleveland did well. This, this, the score doesn't. They did well, and they got themselves in position to capitalize, and they just kept burning the football. They so, did make mistakes, but they were put under pressure by. Scoreboard San pressure Francisco would have done a lot more. Line, nah, not disputing that. Yep. yep. But the. They should have had a couple of touchdowns. That's just execution. It's not just on Baker either. So, look, take nothing away from the 49ers. They sit at five.
0: So, obviously, with the Rams coming up next, that's a genuine yep. test of their metal.
1: So, But Rams are three and two, and there's been a lot of critics of the Rams. So, Rams I think are actually... Have the Rams,
0: Rams played better teams?
1: They probably have, but they're after... Right now, they're after credibility for this season. So, Timbo, it, they're gonna, Timbo,
0: They are going to slaughter the Niners. So,
1: The power rankings have got nothing to do with ladders, positions. It's just who I think are the best sides. And I'm going to generally go with two teams from the AFC, two teams from the NFC, and then a wildish, yep, from either side. So at number four, I've got the Los Angeles Rams, who are sitting at three or two. They're sitting third in their conference. I still think they lost to a divisional rival in the Seahawks. So this fortnight was supposed to define their season. Game against the Seahawks away. And then coming up, they've got the 49ers at home. So in A LA. very,
0: very narrow loss. So, so they've got a well, 60% record, and they had the fourth a 70.
1: They had a 76 yard 10 play drive at the end of the game. Ends up in a Greg Zerline 44 yard field goal to win it, and he misses. Jeez, he doesn't miss a lot. So, they should be 4 and 1 going into a game against the 49ers to head their division. And unfortunately, they're sitting third. So, Sometimes, but
0: me, Fab, the sport, the margins are very fine.
1: They're, they're the fourth. I still got them at four. our la our shot put performance. And true. this is why I said. An honorable mention for the Seahawks because they actually sit above the Rams and yep. in a very clogged NFC West and, and beat them conference. So correct. So they're at number four, the Rams for me, because I still think they're a very well balanced team on both sides of the football. And if things get rolling, they'll be there at the pointy end of the year. At number three, I have the Kansas City Chiefs uh sitting at four and one, first in the AFC West. Of fresh shock. off a fresh off a loss to the Colts at home Shock at Arrowhead result. Stadium it was the worst game of the Mahomes era not his worst game that, but collectively
0: that, that, Colts are horrible that touchdown they couldn't they couldn't get any offense the going. scrambling the mahomes touchdown it just proved why Spencer Strasmore was so keen to lock Patrick Mahomes down to a long-term deal
1: is that part of season 5 cuz i don't... yeah
0: that Spencer Strasmore bought the chiefs did he he owns the chiefs and he locked down with um What's the what's the agent's name? Something, Antolini? I don't even know. Oh, we name. keep forgetting his name. And uh, Joe Crutell. Yeah. So Crutell and Antolini went into business and Antolini manages Patrick. Jason. Jason manages Patrick Mahomes and they did a deal with uh, with Spencer to tie Mahomes down to a long-term deal.
1: Well, he's not their problem. They just, they had no offense. They did they did all, all right. The Colts had nothing to write home about. Jacoby Brissett's. Norman,
0: Norman, right.
1: Jacoby Brissett, former Patriot. Yeah, so. Um, like Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Look, Jacoby Brisket.
1: Going to be a good game. Next up for the Chiefs are the Texans. They're sitting at three and two. They're atop the AFC South. They just beat the Falcons fifty-three to thirty-two. Yeah, I know. of Shaw? De Sean Watson? Does Sean Watson four hundred and twenty-six yards of offense for five touchdowns. So That's handy. They missed. He was rolling, then did the knee. And I think he's starting to recapture his absolute best form. If people like JJ Watt on the other side of the ball can capture their best form, then they're they're the conversation. They're a team. So so so
0: so they went who was number three, sorry. So number three are the
1: Chiefs. I'll just give him some props to the Texans who they've got
0: next. Where are the um at number two? The Redskins, clearly.
1: The uh, the Saints.
0: Why are you giving? I'm going to stop you right there because quite clearly they're not, and I'm not saying they deserve to be. But you know who deserves some respect? Timbo keeps yearning desperately for your respect and admiration with the 49ers. You know who does deserve your respect? I sat here and humoured you during an NFL preview several weeks ago, mm-hmm. and you said that the Raiders were horrible and they wouldn't win. They're terrible. They're no good. They've made a mockery of you. They've made you.
1: They, they keep winning. You
0: you should they, genuinely be embarrassed about your preseason. Comments they are one about of the, the worst
1: Raiders. sides in. The competition—they've gone to London, and picked up. They're three and two. Win. They are three and two. It's 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 appalling.
0: Um, they spent the farm to get in a man that they sacked, <laughs> nothing for him, <laughs> and they're three and two. Shout you, out to Antonio. You Brown. said even with Antonio Brown they're going to be dreadful, yeah, and they are. Like I said, they've made a complete and utter mockery of you. I think you should retire the segment in. Collingwood
1: were five zip when they won after five rounds and they won the spoon. So let's just calm down. So at two, I've got the Saints. For uh, sitting at four one, top of the NFC South. Uh, fresh off a win, thirty-one to twenty-four against the Bucks, you now the divisional rival. Still no Drew Brees. You now Teddy Bridgewater, who everyone thought couldn't get the job done, he's uh he's throwing for he's throwing for what four touchdowns and three hundred odd yards of offense. So
0: he sounds like a like an all-time player.
1: He was good until he got injured. Teddy Here we have footage
0: of the Packers quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. So he did <laughs> his knee. Like you know, from like an old style. <laughs> well, and white. I'll yeah.
1: always have a spot, soft spot for Teddy look Bridgewater. At because he he doing his knee allows us to trade um, Sam Bradford yep. to the Vikings. We then play Carson Wentz and blah, blah, blah. Just look Where
0: at this kid go, Bridgewater.
1: So they've got the Jags next, the Saints. So I, I think they continue to roll the Jags at... Two and three without uh, old big dick Nick, Nick. Um, Gardner Minshew. Who there's <laughs> a lot of hype th- around Gardner Minshew. He's it's just because he's got a fun name. Who's the guy? Um, Tim Tebow. Yes, do you remember all the hype around uh, Tebow time. Tim Tebow was shit. He could run, and that's all he could do. Was he, he, was he he's an athlete. He can play baseball. He can play yeah. football. He doesn't do anything well. I, I, I
0: don't mean was Tim Tebow. I know Tim Tebow was a quarterback, but like, was he a quarterback or was he just playing quarterback because he was really athletic? He got
1: away with it at college level. And and he got drafted relatively well. It was a second rounder in there. Don't end. recall. He was very very hyped, but he just he didn't have the it size. He he was not the prototypical quarterback. He was a big guy. Yeah, he built like a truck. But um, but they played him in a way that suited his strengths. But he was in a very strong program. He was a guy that people liked and people got around and was a very good leader. He was a big man on campus. He was like a, a big man And the man side he was at had an awesome he defense. Like, he, was like he was like Cush. They couldn't Cush. But he just was never going to be able to transit. They were even saying that he might have even played fullback at the next This is Cush. So Gardner Minshew is kind of the same. Is he's is a, he's a hairstyle and a mustache. But
0: <laughs> is it, who's he who does he play for? The Jags. Is he the guy that they did an Uncle Rico thing with?
1: I don't know what One that of the, is
0: from Napoleon Dynamite. One of the broadcasters did like an Uncle Rico. You know, I've never seen Napoleon no. Dynamite. Volfo for Pedro? Napoleon Dynamite's Uncle Rico. <laughs> Is um, like a delusional, like former high school quarterback, and he's always like, you know, yearning for the glory days of when he played quarterback. And he's like, and he's like, and he's, he's like, high. he's like, when they, when you first see him, he's making it like a, a highlight reel because he's hoping to play quarterback, and he's just awful. And he's always telling stories about how, um, you know, back in '82, could throw a pigskin a quarter mile <laughs> and stuff like that. And He's like straight <laughs> face, and the coach had to put me in the game fourth quarter. We'd been state champs. Know, shit like that, so they. So did what's a, this got to do with Garden Munchu? Because they, I'm loving
1: the story. If by the he's, way.
0: if he's the guy, I think he is. One of the networks got John, John Grier, I think his name is, played Uncle Rico, like dressed up as Uncle Rico, and they came and did a little remote with him, a little segment, oh. and it was a bit of fun. It was like, oh yeah.
1: Do you remember when, um, just this is a bit of a side, but you brought the movies up when, um, Vince Vaughn, Owen, yeah, when <laughs> Owen Wilson goes to Vince Vaughn, he goes, Do you think you can? Uh, Get it to me deep he goes I was first team all state I can make it rain out here I <laughs> can put it anywhere I like
0: <laughs> did he do like the wink as well did he do, the, did he do like the Vince Vaughn like I got this wink
1: I don't recall Not him doing does, that no but yeah. but that, that's, that's one of the best movies yeah, I was first team all state I can make it rain out here <laughs> so anyway you love that movie we digress that's the Saints that's... at two and at one it has to be the Pats I've got the Pats um, they're sitting five zip <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: are we recording? Fabian tried to have him at six. Now, no, no.
1: indulge me for a sec. You look—they're five zip. They're the number one team in the NFL. They had Antonio Brown for eleven
0: Bill. beautiful days. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm
1: going to go through their season. They kicked off at the Steelers and they won thirty-three to three. The Steelers are one and four. Then they play the Dolphins. They have been forty-three 0 The Dolphins are zero and four. They play the Jets thirty to four. The Jets are zero and four. Then they played the Bills. The Bills are doing well this Is season. They're a good team? They was to the hit the right sixteen to ten. So they played a side who was decent. Yep. And things started to and get a little Buffalo's bit. And Buffalo's only lost so they're four one. Yeah. So a good start here by Buffalo. Then they played the Redskins, thirty three to seven. The Redskins are zero and five. They've got the New York Giants this week. Now they when have do they play someone. They do not have. They haven't played anybody.
0: The Giants are a bogey team for them though.
1: Now, if <laughs> they cop an injury in February. Like, if they got through injury... They, this is the time they wanted to have something go wrong because they would have survived all of those well, games. something
0: did go wrong. They signed Antonio Brown and then released him 11 yeah. days later. Antonio Brown has probably
1: scored more touchdowns than the Jets have collectively. But... Um, so this week they've got the Giants. And... Uh, it'll, be, it'll be It'll oh, be... No, it'll be away. It'll be 6-zip for the Pats. But they haven't played anyone yet. I'll say, but they are my number one-ranked team in the NFL. Fabian's so just waiting. they the just ring at the number one, just waiting. The Niners, the Rams, the Chiefs, the Saints, and the Pats. They are Fab's power rankings. Good stuff. For week five.
0: Like it, like it, like it. Well done, Fab. What's Very his, happy uh, that my
1: San Francisco 49ers were in there, even uh, though you refused to give them any credit. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they lose this week, Tim, because then they're going to drop. They'll drop to 14. They'll, you won't see them for another fortnight. Hopefully.
0: Um, hopefully... That is the case. I would love for that to happen because Tim's getting a bit ahead of himself. Mm, of a lot at of Levi, text messages. Of Levi He's getting a bit ahead of himself. Did you
1: see my... Were you watching the game? No. I I was... No, no, no. I just had the... Big lo- fan. Nick Chubb did two huge run plays and I, I thought my text kind of went a little bit unloved given that this podcast is a chubby. A lot of love for Nick Chubb. Well,
0: I wasn't watching the game. I had no context what he was doing.
1: I then flicked over the screen, expecting the score to have yeah, gone up like, by
0: six, and it did. not They were in the red zone, and yeah, then they couldn't were, do anything. He, yeah. could have, he could have literally just been on camera. For he took I them know.
1: from their own half to ten yards, No, not even less than ten yards out, and then they just threw it away. But, and didn't he, I think in the end, he only went for about seventy-five yards rushing for the game. But I think well, they were in those two plays. I was going to say in in that um, in that drive, he's probably had forty-five to fifty of them right there. Yep, so absolutely. Um, so yeah, Niners defense very strong. Niners rush very strong. Which you can rely on, and it can take you to a certain point.
0: Steve Young but, coming back,
1: but, but we need we need to show more. We need. like Shanahan seems to be dialing up a variety of different plays, and, and and has very high flexibility in their offense. But Kyle Uchcik went down with a uh, an MCL sprain on the weekend. He's going to miss six weeks, and he's how's another a, one of our best players.
0: How's Jerry Rice looking?
1: Uh they showed a few highlights. He was of Jerry, there. Rice Jerry, on the weekend. Yeah, they love him. I didn't get the whole Jerry Rice, Steve Young. Understand two legends, and they may have played together. I don't recall. Yeah, they did. Oh, Jerry Rice played for about sixteen years. Yeah, but it's Jerry Rice and Montana are oh, the, totally, are the, totally. Yeah. So I think they But then after after um, Young took over from Montana. He had the best target in football and just continued to throw it to him. So they still put up great numbers. They won Super Bowls together. But as you say... Steve Young was
0: uh, all state.
1: (laughs) could make it rain out here. (laughs) I said this last week. Freddie Kitchens is Brendan Bolton of the NFL. He's got all the weapons available. He just doesn't know what to do with them. He's lined up Odell Beckham Jr. in the backfield a number of times. Mate, he's your best... The best wide receiver you got at the got to be a target at the club. He's, you try to, that's He's the lining thing, him up in the backfield.
0: It's a bit frustrating when you sit there and you go He's got to run
1: the football with Odell and we were missing our slot corner.
0: It's pretty obvious where you go like don't shy like classic and you'll you'll roll your eyes, you'll probably dry reach and vomit. But you sit there and going, It's like give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Doesn't matter that they oh. know you're gonna do it. Doesn't yeah. matter that they know you're gonna do it. Just you well, know the plays coming. All that bloke wanted to do
1: him. was was to do that not so much the trick play, but taken by surprise. Hold on. Mean, so you they, sit there, and there go, there is nothing wrong so I with celebrating so hard after that Cam Chancellor reception. Mm. Thinking, but you sit
0: there and go, put Odell
1: the two yards away with with four downs. Put
0: Odell in the slot Just so you go run his routes. Target him when he's open, yep. realistically, but at least have him as a target and sit there and go, yeah, you might stop him. Eight but, out of ten. But, but, but if, if you, you, draw you draw two, bones, two yeah.
1: you've got Jarvis Landry. That's the yeah. Having him in the, in the backfield as a running back, you're just going back to Jarvis Landry on his own. It's too yeah, clever that's by silly. half. It's just so silly. you're not opening up the field you know, down the ground yep. and you've got a monster defensive line sitting in front of you. He's not up to it. Baker Mayfield's not up to it. No, the coach, Freddie. The kitchens, kitchens. yeah, yep. Yeah. Baker, Baker is a second-year quarterback who needs time to develop his craft.
0: Does he have that time? Does he have that time in the NFL? Do you get afforded that time
1: at the brands he Ah, uh, pick one, yes, yep, yep, because okay. they don't have anyone else. They have got to give him time, yep.
0: And then, lastly, speaking of giving someone time that they might not deserve, his Tim's Nuggets. All right, I've got got four certain winners for you. And I only say that, Tim, because we spoke about this off pod, your record last year in giving us winners.
1: Yeah, I was trying to be creative. I'm just going to give you winners. Don't give
0: me any of this, what's his name? Kitchens shit.
1: Freddie Kitchens.
0: Don't give me any of this Freddie Kitchens creative, clever by half shit. All right. Just give me
1: winners. Sydney, race seven. Randwick? Randwick. Yes. Royal Randwick, no less. Race seven, number one. We're racing the Spring Champion Stakes, Group 1 event. Mm Mm-hmm. The winner of the Been race will be Shadow Hero. Shadow Hero. It's dollar seventy favorite, but it is a living certainty.
0: Okay, I like it.
1: Then we go to Caulfield. Is that a lock? It's a lock.
0: Lock. Is that a, what did um, what did uh, Kevin Bartlett used to call them? I never got it. I never got the reference. I called it a steamboat or something.
1: Yeah, something like that. I didn't yeah. get it. I yeah. didn't
0: understand what the reference was.
1: Yeah, there's probably some background to yeah. it, but yeah. Um, we got race three, number two. A horse by the name of Loving Gabby, who finished third in the Golden Slipper. Very, very good horse. Who? Rattles home like a train. Loving Gabby. Spelling
0: of Gabby, please.
1: G-A-B-Y. So it's like baby with a G. Yep. Loving Pay. Gabby is paying $2.80. And where's this, sorry? This is at Caulfield. Okay. Listen, Sean, Jesus. She will win from anywhere. Yep.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully it's at Caulfield in race three.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> not at the car, She'll be, <laughs> be favourite in that race too. But as we said, you want winners, I want I'll winners, give favourites. Um, we then go to the thousand guineas, and this is where I get. I'm actually going against one of my babies, one of my. Where horses is the thousand guineas? At Caulfield as well? It's also at Caulfield. It's race six at Caulfield on the weekend. You got something We're you We're going tell one us of Godolphin's know? horses, oh, one yeah. of your favourites. Sheikh Maktoum. Number three, Flit. Flit. F L I T. Yeah. Uh, has drawn two which means she'll be inside of horses, but she should be closer to the speed than she was at the 1,000 Guineas Prelude, and I think she'll unleash a finish that'll be too good. Yep. She's paying mm-hmm. about $2.30. Mm-hmm. Good money. Uh, good money. Yep. If you want to have a look at a Quinella, maybe throw in number seven Missile Mantra and number 10 Emeralds as well, but that's just if you want to do that.
0: That's money for old rope, as they say in the
1: trade. Exactly
0: right, and the final certainty
1: of the day. So what's the Quinella? Three, three seven, and ten boxed. Three, seven, and ten boxed. Dead five. And then we go (laughs) Caulfield Stakes is race seven, and we're looking at number five Avilius, who probably right now is the best horse in Australia. Really, Avilius or Evilius? Avilius. A A V I L I U S. Another Godolphin horse. Excellent. He's paying two dollars forty. If you multi the four of them together, you get odds of about twenty four dollars. So tidy, tidy. You you put a lazy forty on that. You've uh, you've won a grand. One of fifty. Love it, and. My rank outsider, my my one from the cheap seats, yeah. you know, one from downtown, Sydney race eight number twelve, Madame Rouge at fifty one dollars. If you don't mind, put a little cheeky five dollars each so, way on that.
0: If if you've got money to waste, yes, check out Madame Rouge.
1: Is it Madame 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 M-A-D Rouge? R u r o u g e? Can
0: you confirm uh, as we sit here Wednesday night? Can you confirm will the rail be in?
1: I don't actually know where the rail is this week, to be What's honest. What's the pain? Madame Rouge? $51. Load up. But we're backing each way. Okay. Just chump change. Just whatever you got Love in it. your- uh, Load up. Load yeah. <laughs> Whatever you've got in your car, in your glove box, whatever.
0: 1500 How do you put
1: the coins into the app? <laughs>
0: <You> <laughs> Go to the it. bank, deposit it. Wait for it to clear. But
1: good the, da, good day of racing, exciting. Yeah. Um, some good horses, and I may uh, invest my Jeremy Cameron money.
0: Not in Madame Rouge, surely not. Oh, why not? No, go that go that multi,
1: um, and put ten bucks on it. If it gets up, you win two hundred and fifty bucks. I'm going to box the Quinella. <laughs> box the Quinella. I'm
0: going to get a. Is that right? I'm going to yeah. get so a. So say got, that
1: wrong? Yeah, yeah. So you got What's three. Why are you me like that? Long how, long much, long. how much money are you putting on? Because you've got three combinations covered. So how much money are you putting on it? Uh, $10. $10. So you're going to get 333% of the dividend. Uh, okay. So whatever it pays, times it by, what, 300? Three and a third.
0: we. I've got the exacter. I'm just sitting on that. You're throwing up terms, aren't you? For race five. No, that's good. Thank you, Tim. Yep, yep. The Nuggets M- are on the way. The MGA stakes. Race five out at Ballarat. <laughs> It'll be out of Warrnambool. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's us done I think it is um, Thank you very much For your company tonight Joined No of course quiz by, No You're quiz sorry. tonight Sorry unfortunately I, I, sorry. Actually can I give you
1: One question Fuck Name the two families That have produced A father and two sons That all went First round draft picks In the NFL
0: oh, Name the
1: two families The Mannings. Um, Mannings The Mannings I had the Mannings um, so, What's the question again? So the father and the two sons all went as first round draft picks in the NFL. The, the Chubs. Mannings are one, not the Chubs. Went number one overall or first, no, no, first round? First round. So I think that's the thing with the Mannings, is I think all three went pick one. Or did uh, did Archie go pick one or was he just a first rounder? I don't recall. You're asking the question, Timbo. Well I'm saying they're first rounders. I'm not committing to positions. It was my <laughs> shout out. It's your shout-out. We were yeah, listening to And awesome. yeah, Nick Bosa. The Bosa's. Mr. Bosa, John Bosa was a first-rounder. Was he really? And Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa, both first-rounders. He went to the Miami Dolphins, John Bosa. Is oh, he there know.
0: now? I could probably get a game for him now. Probably was. <laughs>
1: <would. laughs> Joey finishes his holdout, or is he still uh, holding out? I don't go? know actually what Joey's doing. I mean, no, he's at the Chargers. He held out. He went pick five. Oh, yeah, then, originally. And, yeah. And, he, and he refused to sign his, his professional contract. That's what I find weird about... The NFL or American sports in general, you get drafted and then, yeah, I don't have to sign that contract.
0: So you, like you'd like it
1: if you did. No, no, I'm saying you don't. You, well, Bo Jackson went pick one and never saw, ne- never played a down for the Tampa Bay But well, First round draft picks, it Sam Walsh gets drafted, he doesn't. He just gets offered, but he gets paid whatever a first round draft pick gets paid. That's right. It's, it's in pre- the states you can you can negotiate. It seems your, pretty
0: straightforward. You just lock in a minimum. This is the two you sign have to sign an X year deal. It seems pretty. I don't know why there's any angst at all. Going, if you want to play in the league, if you want to make the money that's associated with the league, here are the rules. Seems pretty easy.
1: But your second contract is where you make money. Exactly. In the but NFL. That,
0: either way. So you sit there and go, yeah, if you're a first so you've round So you got to prove
1: over four years that you can play at the level. And if then if you're a first you round pick, paid.
0: you get a three year deal, yep. whatever it might be, and this is your money. And then if you make the grade, that's when you make your money. Yep. Absolutely. You still, believe me, you're still not. Using food stamps in that first contract, you're not in in the poverty line. Um, all right, no, thank you for that, Timbo. Uh,
1: no, shout out to the NRL grand final. Oh, don't care, disgusting referee. Well, keep talking about this, we're
0: gonna wrap this up.
1: well, look, just at the end of the day, you know, the team that won took advantage, probably should have opened the show with the NRL, probably. Yeah, that's why (laughs) we didn't mention it until, but but as you say, I mean, it was a very forgettable. Eighty minutes of entertainment and and the powers to be. At, I thought the game at, itself was okay. Up until it was, until, a good, it was uh, good, hard contest. Like they really mm. put in. But the NRL brass would be sitting there at the end of that and going, "The whole world had their eyes on us for an hour and a half, and we we were a dog turd."
0: The referees come out and said he didn't say six more. He didn't. He, the referees come out and said I didn't say that, and people are going, "You, you were heard waving it. it. Yeah, you were waving."
1: And the players with awareness know exactly what you're calling. Didn't exam- say six more? And the other guy says, are you sure? Oh, I don't know. Well.
0: The one thing on body language wise was, and oh, forgive me for not knowing the referee's names, but that one guy who seems to referee every match, he's like the new Paul. Was it Harrigan?
1: It was. Um,
0: he's the one guy. Sort of sort of tall. Bill, Bill, Bill Harrigan. Bill
1: Harrigan played was, for Newcastle. But he, he the, was chief. That, the chief.
0: <laughs> but he was that guy like Harrigan used to be. He just seemed to referee every match. He's in match. all of them. Absolutely. Um, he did look a bit. Dejected, They had a shot of him walking down the tunnel at the end of the match. Oh, he knew he and body la- body up. language wise, he kind of looked a bit like a bit defeated. Yeah, like I oh, fucked that up. Yeah. Or, or not I, but a Simple we.
1: solution: you you call you seriously, you stop the game. That's what Bill Harrigan said. He goes, you, you, guys, you stop the game. Off. We called six more. It's not. It's definitely not. You are getting this is your the last tackle. Well okay. then have then them all set up. They got one more tackle because that's where they were anyway. Yeah, all right. So they haven't lost any position. It's your last
0: tackle. They play the ball,
1: go. But if they scored a try on their seventh tackle, can you imagine how the Sydney Roosters supporters would have gone nuts? But it wasn't technically
0: sit there and go, we're nullifying the last tackle. Yep. Hmm. Because it was an incorrect adjudication. So we're nullifying the tackle. Obviously, that creates a Pandora's box. It's
1: better than the Roosters going up the other end and scoring a game-winning try. I kept
0: saying the, the drop goal, mate, the field goal. Seriously, rather than just attack the Roosters' line for ten minutes, sit there and go get the point where from ten meters out, right in front, get the ball back. Put yourself in front, get the ball back, and sit there and go. Now the Roosters, you have to score. Yep, you have to score.
1: So look, in the end, I reckon the two the two tries by the Roosters came on the back of um, refereeing errors. I mean, the one where the ball, I mean, I, I guess I guess the ruling is if you hit the fucking drinks carrier trying it in the head, it's just play on and whatever happens after that. But the fact that it ricochets off him and then they say it's now come off you and Sydney get the the feed was
0: I just think it's pretty straightforward you, sit, you just the ball's dead. Well As yeah. soon as it hits not if a it, and if it hits so.
1: him, it's, it's got to be, ag- be against that team. I, I mean, agree completely. And what the fuck was he doing on the ground within three minutes? Who needed a drink within the was first 150 seconds of the game? was I playing. Mate, it's a very
0: physical Naked. game. Yeah. Um, all right, good stuff. We wrapped up now. You can, can, you done, ed- can you
1: edit that and put it at the front at the start of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so thank you very much for your ears tonight. Uh, I've been Sean Peterbudge, as always. Fabian Guadagnolo has been here as well.
1: Ragazzi.
0: Tim Davis-Singlets, he's here.
1: Always a pleasure, Sean. Excellent.
0: We'll catch you next week. Um, I think we'll be on Thursday, so we'll actually be able to dissect the whole trade comings and goings. So Yes, it is
1: Thursday next week. Yep. Sean and I are at the wrestling. Yeah, so that'll on be Wednesday good. So, do, so we won't be doing the finish of the trade period live like we did last
0: year because well, that was good. No, it was terrible because people listened to it 15 hours after the trade period ended. Yeah, it wasn't good, like... Good point. While uh, we were doing it, it, was It was good fun. for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so thank you very much. We'll catch you next time.
1: Toodles. See you later.
0: Oh, by the way. Before we do go, Fabian, I was, I was tossing up whether to set it up, and I think I will. This week's song—I've told you what it is.
1: Eighties banger. It's an eighties banger. No,
0: it's not an eight. I don't even know if it is an eighties banger. We should.
1: We is should actually. Early nineties banger. Pick the song, and if he doesn't play it, the next week we will just sing it.
2: I
0: will just mid, edit it out. Mid
1: pod. I will just edit that out. Sure, you didn't even do. Bites we're going to we're gonna cut to. Um, <laughs>
0: we're going to cut to. We're going to cut to the friend of the podcast. I contacted him during the week via Ouija board to get his thoughts on Manchester United's current predicament. So he's going to sing us out. Pierre. Uh, yeah, Pierre. Um, so so we're going to be sung out by a friend of the podcast. Uh, he's going to sum up where Manchester United are currently. She's a
2: good, good girl Loves her mom, Loves Jesus In America too She's a good girl Crazy about Elvis Loves horses And her boyfriend too And this a long day Living in receded There's a freeway Running through the yard And I'm a bad boy I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart.